Hello and welcome to The One One. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 89 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. As always, I'm teaming up with the man they call the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, Bernard. How are you? Outstanding. 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 It's a good solid answer. A lot of confidence, a lot of surety. How's your week been? It's been good. Yep. Everything's uh, everything's on track. Uh, the Olympics. I really got a. I really got a bit of a spring yeah, in, spring in my step by the Olympics. the Olympics. I was right into it. Mm. I got to watch it with my daughter Isabel, who was who just loved it. Um, it was it's, her favorite. Uh, was her favorite part or a favorite athlete? Uh, she sat through quite a few devastating losses actually mm. <laughs> the uh kookaburras the, the hockey that was uh she took that pretty bad the uh the boomers when we lost the uh the um to america there was a few other little results that didn't go away but i think um i think the thing that she enjoyed most was the peter bowl i made sure she sat down mm. and watched watch peter and spag and the fact that he ran fourth and didn't win but it was still a, a victory was was uh was was really cool and uh she she thoroughly enjoyed that and um it was. It's her first. She's seven, turning eight. So it was the first time that she's been able to experience an Olympic, and uh, it was she great. has to wait three more years. I know. Yes. Yeah. So she's. Um, so that was great. But yeah, the um, that Boomers bronze medal was my highlight of the yep. Olympics. Loved it. Yeah. Good. Loved it. Loved the game. Loved the I'm pre-game. I was watching the high jump. We, oh yeah, well yeah. that was good too. That was good, um, but yeah, and then the aftermath and just how much it meant to those mm-hmm. those Aussie fellas to win the bronze medal. It's huge considering what they do and what they earn. The majority of them, what that medal meant, and um, yeah, no, that was that was good stuff. The life's work. And the, did you did you catch the Andrew Gaze? Yeah, on yeah, Shinya, that was yeah, great. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so was, yeah, the uh, the Olympics was is uh, well the uh, the Olympics is done, but the Paralympics is on. Mm-hmm. As we speak, or it's just starting, yep. so which is great. Um, so yeah, it's been a good, good couple of weeks. It's um, it definitely has numbed the the pain of the mighty West Coast Eagles in a bit of a Who? form slump. <laughs> but uh, but other thought but, we were a chance of a draw the other night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were coming, we were coming. No, I meant when the the power went out, they might not come back on. No, no, we would have lost. It was whoever's in front at that time. Oh, is that the rule? I'm pretty sure that's oh, the rule. Okay, yeah, but uh, anyway, so uh, we're, we're absolute. Dog shit at the moment, aren't we? I've been so oh, actually, po- I've been so positive all year, especially living with Jared, one yep. of the uh, sports science stuff, whatever he does. I probably should know that exactly, but it's um, yeah. He's, no, he's I've a, actually he's been a, uh, positive all year, expecting us to turn it around, but um, yeah, no, my, my wick's coming to an end. I think he's a phys editor, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's a phys yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, actually, actually thought that was some of the best footy they played all year after the lightning. Strike, that yeah. Never where the Melbourne stopped, we started. Funny times, but uh, yeah, you'd hope there's just a bit of caution to the win the last two games. I like the fact. Wait, we, let's have a crack. I like the fact we have to probably beat. If we beat Freo, then we have to beat Brizzy Brizzy. So I like the fact that we have to win a derby and then go to the Gabra or wherever that's going to be to earn earn our place. Yeah, in there's the no point. Who cared limping in there? I prefer to finish tenth and get a high draft pick. Honestly, anyway, Pete Antonitz. Yeah, good as always. Yeah, he was on the show last week. Good Thanks, as, Pete, for listening, always, mate. Yeah, I wonder how Pete ended up. I might. Well, hang on. So, so, so let's set the scene. Like, I left here last Thursday. Four uh, down. I left here. You and you and Pete were in pretty good shape. So, mm. um, and then, but you're off to do a bit of a catch up with uh, some racing heavyweights. How yeah, did the, how the did shape it didn't last all that well? Yeah. I would suggest. No, it was a it was a good good afternoon, good evening. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just feeling. 
just start to feel better now. <laughs> so you recorded the Betfair Edge on on the following day. Oh how, dearie how man, was, yeah, that was, was that? that was a little a little bit of a battle. Yeah, Cripper and um, Cripper obviously felt better than me, but uh, him and Miles uh, had a bit of uh, had a bit of fun with me and. Um, yeah, I felt sharper in the studio, but uh, I tell you what, we got some really good stuff. We had Brad Parnaman last week, and he, he gave us some real good, um, some real good pointers into a couple of his runners, uh, and especially in regards to how forward he thought State Attorney was. So just didn't get the chockies when uh, chasing Starfield Impact. You actually, I wanted to comment on that. You mapped that race very well. They went forward. They landed in the breeze. Magic Mike. Uh, Magic Mike. Uh, the entirety. See, that's what happens when I saw it was my best. It was Cripp's best. It was Embry's best. I think it was your best. It was yeah. Pete Anthony's. Best, um, geez, everyone I everyone I looked at it was their best, and um, Silk and I just said, "Come on, lads, no, no, you're not all jumping on me, and I'm not got, done. I'm not got, turning up today." Got so. Anchored by a weight of expectation, it did. it's hard. It's hard to win with 564 kilos on your back, <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was uh, it was not to be. But um, we've had a couple of winners, though. I don't think it was a horrible week. Notorious one, Will Chino won well. Got Captain, out to a backable what, price. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos, even in the last, so war was a, a clear second elect for mine and, and ran a nice race for, for P Hall. Mm. We might speak to shortly, BJ. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a treat for I'm our listeners. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thoroughly looking Peter forward Hall, to that. Peter Hall, he, uh, the, the uh, Cups King of West Australian Racing, mm. he's, uh, he's having his final race ride in the Broom Cup this yep. Saturday. We're going to be chatting to him very shortly, listeners. So, other racing news hopping around at the moment is. Western Australia is going to be represented by two of our stars in the Group 2 Lawrence Stakes at Caulfield on Saturday, Red Can Man and Superstorm, who makes his return to racing, having not started since October last year. I think he's recovering from um, – I think he got some chips in his knees removed. So he's coming back from injury, but he's resuming Damien Oliver to take the ride, Guru. Yes, so I'm uh, always looking forward uh, to watching our interstaters go around. Probably need the run. Yeah, yeah. You imagine he'll just sort of be sliding, sliding back and, yeah. and doing his best work. Like if Red Cam Man drew a gate, I'd say this is his grand final on Saturday. This mm-hmm. is a perfect setup for him. Quick backup, uh, gets Ben Mellon back on board. If, Caulfield 1400 if, and, and a dry track. Hasn't he drawn? I haven't seen it. He's he's drawn the outside ten of ten. Ah, so if he breezes, just, just increases the price. He, he's a tough yeah. horse. If he, he breezes, if he breezes, maybe not. If he can land one one somehow, Mellum, uh, then look out, Red Can. You reckon yeah. that Ben Mellon needs to get a bit tinny, do you? Well, I'm Red Can man, he needs to channel his inner Red Sean Can McGrunny. man tinny. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Okay, just yeah. thought. I'd point <laughs> that one out. So that's uh, to be award winning show. The jokes need to be crisp. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So um, award winning. Imagine that. Yeah. August August twenty eighth, the yeah, WA Racing not. Awards night, and yeah. uh, the the one one pod. We're in, we're in with the shot. Yeah, we're, oh, we're actually going as well on think, the evening. I think we're going, aren't we? We're getting the tucks. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, last time I was I was there, it was for the dig deep thing. A obviously the speech thing occurred where we thought we'd won it, and mm. I wrote a speech out, and and the winner is Tin Snip. Um, got a funny little mem one of the most Anton did about that one. It's that you know, and Kanye West went up on stage to try yeah, and take yeah, someone's yeah, award. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. changed that to Tin Snip Dig Deep. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that last when I was at that awards, not I ended up on stage singing with um. Whoever the band was, I took the the thing off. And it wasn't Darren Reed and the Soul City I think group. it might have been, yeah. yeah. And I was trying to play that funky music white boy. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, I've actually got a video of it. It's 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 not for public distribution. Yeah. Very good stuff. But I reckon I can go to another level. So my game my game's only expanding year after year. So I, I did mention before this might be the this might be the second time that you uh, write out an acceptance speech that you don't get no, to read. <laughs> no, if surely we're a dollar ten. Hey, surely we're a dollar ten. Yeah, early market. 
futures. Oh, we're actually, so we're actually nominated. Is that actually a thing? We're confirmed. We're okay. nominated. Oh, there yeah. You go. The one one Terry Layton vote or Terry Layton and BJ Rhino and the one one WA Racing Podcast is officially nominated for the uh, 2021 WA Thoroughbred Racing Media Award. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Closer, closer yeah. to the grand final day. Oh, yeah. Um, just we just mentioned uh, Superstorm mm. and the Cerise and White. They're going to be, I think, uh, Inspirational Girls closing in on her first up assignment. I think it's going to be two weeks from Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that there was a little bit of a uh, bit of a um, Peter's Investments theme at the trials the other day. A horse called Arcadia Grace. Won a trial Grace. at La Grace. Won a trial at uh, Lark Hill, and unraced three-year-old. And this horse is closely related to Arcadia Queen by the looks of things. So well, they need to they need to throw one up shortly. That mm. really lobbed one out yet. Fine Romance was probably the, the the best we've seen to date. They don't usually. I actually went through and did all the. Um, just to see when we're most likely to see the day. They usually debut in September mm. when they're going to – and a lot of the time they debut in September and win at Kingston. What was in, the one uh, that we liked, Treasured? Treasured Star, Star but yeah. Wuhan Warrior came out with well beaten by Tricks of the Trade. Yes, so that form hasn't necessarily been franked. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, interested to see Fine Romance looks the pick at this stage on that cold rail. But um, look, at it, it's – it's not the end of the world if we don't see a well-beater come through from the from the Peter's yard. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be good to, to to spread the three-year-old love around. Yeah, that's that's right. The uh, reason why they're not do, necessarily they do have a, a stranglehold on the uh, three-year-old. Yeah, pitches, don't they? it's funny. I was doing uh, I was doing the northern form, which has been abandoned, and um, I was doing a form on a horse on a horse called Sun Chasing, and watched its um, maiden victory, and um, yeah, beat Graceful Girl. Uh, which basically they didn't sprint from the same spot, but didn't sprint from too dissimilar a spot. And I just had a little giggle to myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that's, it, that's it, old story. It happens, isn't it? Elite Street and uh, certainly does. Trap for fools couldn't win a Kalgoorlie maiden. What was that? What was that also beat Elite Street? Oh, Mirth. And mirth and music, music, the mighty, yeah, the, the mighty, mighty, the mirth. mighty mirth and music, yeah. yeah, really gone on with it since. <laughs> so these things, uh, these things happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, so. We are in the depths of winter. It yep. is August. However, we're just starting to – we've just got a glimpse of spring. It's not far away, Terry. <laughs> so hopefully the um, the good horses start to emerge soon. Big horses. Uh, the, um, the trials start to get a bit hotter. The mm. weather starts to get a bit warmer and drier. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to building some momentum, not only into the um, return to Ascot and the feature races, Terry, but episode 100 of the 1-1. Yeah. Hey? It's gonna Very be, excited. It's going to be big. Yep. So, um, but, um, but, yes, so I think we should move forward and – Get Peter Hall on the line, Terry. Get into the hallway, you reckon? Get Peter Hall on the yeah, line let's, and let's um, have, a chat to him. have a chat to the great man. Uh, this is a thrill, Guru. We have the Cups King, Peter Hall on the line ahead of his farewell in the Broom Cup this sad day. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're really excited to uh, to welcome Peter Hall to the one one. G'day, Pete. Hey, lad. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, not a problem at all, Pete. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, I was thinking about it this morning, and I don't reckon there's a, a hoop I'd love to sit down with more and uh, and hear some of his stories and have a beer with you. And um, now that you're retiring, you can um, you can happily tell them all. So uh, that's pretty uh, pretty good stuff from us. But here's a couple of stats I found this morning, uh, Pete and BJ, um, throughout your career. Now you had 340 race rides in races worth seventy five thousand dollars or more, and 
You're obviously known as the Cups King. Now, you won 43 of those with an ROI of 17%. Anything over an ROI of neg 15% is huge. So mm -hmm. that really does say it's not, just a, it's not just a moniker, but it's a true stat. And the other thing, this is one I really enjoyed, is you only rode at 54 kilos or less 34 times in your career. That was for seven wins at a massive ROI of 48%. So is it fair to <laughs> say, Peter, that if you're going to get down to 54, you reckon you've got a good one? Yeah, well, all I said to uh, family and friends, like, if you ever see me riding live, I'm, I'm not doing it for nothing. So, uh, yeah, so uh, usually, um, yeah, like, you know, especially someone like myself, when you only use your ride about 56 and all of a sudden you're on a light ride, well, that means you think it's going pretty pretty damn good. <laughs> hey, Pete, uh, you're hanging up the boots on Saturday after the, the Broom Cup. Um, yeah. To be honest, we just thought you that you just keep – You'd, you'd be out the next dashing down, just keep riding forever. What was the yeah. what, what was the thought process behind? What was the decision making yeah. process about a fi I, finally it, retiring? It, yeah, it's really funny, BJ and too. Like, um, I uh, absolutely love being a jockey and riding and, and visiting all these places. Like, that's the best part about my job. And I'd, and I I I would never thought I'd tire from it, which I which I haven't. But um, you know. I'm, this time last year when COVID was hitting and Broom Turf Club uh, meetings got um, abandoned um, due to COVID, Gully and I, we sat down and had a chat because obviously we still had it to him ready to go up for another Darwin Cup. So, you know, we put a uh, the plan in place to go up to Darwin, which um, took driving up to Broom for a couple of weeks, um, took the family up and, you know, spent two weeks there. And then Gully and I and another worker, we, uh, we, we left with the, with the horse float and the horse truck and all our gear and went to Catherine and self-isolated for another two weeks. Um, then we had the two months in Darwin and obviously their meetings were thinned out through the COVID, so we only had the four meetings. Um, then I, I got back to Broome, self-isolated again for another two weeks and then got back to Perth. Now, I always used um, the Broome trip with the family and the Kalgoorlie round, which only the, was a boys' trip. I used those to... Um, race clubs there's a bit of fun and then I'd get stuck into a serious diet once I get back got back to Perth because obviously you know Bob would have three or four three-year-olds going into all them classic races and they usually get on the minimum so I'd you know come home and fire myself up for that but having so long off with self-isolation and just getting comfortable with normal life I think I found it very difficult when I got back to to train and get my weight down I just couldn't um fire myself up to do it, um, which is really unusual for me, um, because I really, I do love the training and firing up type of thing, because it makes me want to do better when I ride. Um, so when I, I kind of lost that desire. Um, you know, I had, I had the ride on too close to run, too close to the sun um, for the prep, and you know he was going into the steer first up, and they changed plans, and he went into the Asian bow, and obviously he got too light weight, and I just. I just felt like things weren't going my way, and I, I just kind of said to my wife Lisa, "I think, um, I think the time is very near." Um, so, which it is. <laughs> so, you came to Belmont last Saturday, and you had uh, a ride in the um, in, in your, I guess your farewell metropolitan race for your old mate Steve Wolf. 
Um, yeah. And I saw some – I wasn't on course, but I saw some terrific photos and there was uh, some some great great stories that, that uh, were published on the day about you and your career. What was what was last – what was the send-off like at Belmont last Saturday? Oh, it was absolutely great. It was exciting walking in the jockey's room because um, I hadn't seen anyone for a couple of months while I've been in Broome. So I'm glad I did it. Amelia and Chris were right behind it and then uh, Craig Staples got involved and Look, I was so glad I did. It was so great to kind of just walk in there with your jockey gear just one last time. I know I'm going to be walking back in to look after the apprentices, but I'm glad I had a chance to say goodbye to them as a jockey and just riding in the race, uh, having all my family and friends there, um, just riding in the race and having the thrill of running second. Like, you, I only thought maybe the horse was a slight place chance at best, so even getting second on the line was awesome and coming back and just the whole day and then all I had my best friends. We all went out that night and, um, yeah, so I'm so glad I did it and it's made this last week in Broome more enjoyable as well. Yeah, good on you, Pete. I mean, it was, yeah, it was great to see such a turnout there to support you, but your, I guess your, your really, your home away from home for a long period of time now has been the Broome Turf Club and it's only fitting that you, that you wind things up. Uh, with your final race ride in the Broom Cup on Saturday. Was that the plan or was that just the way that things have fallen into place? Because it seems like kind of fairy tale stuff that you get to go out in a Broom Cup. Oh, it's absolutely perfect. Um, it always has been a plan in the back of my mind to go out on Perth Cup Day or Broom Cup Day. They're, they're my two favourite days. Um, so as it, as it all worked out, it's very fitting. feels just right to be having my last ride in the Broom Cup, I obviously haven't got a ride in the last race on purpose because um, I just want that day to be the last day. And, yeah, as you alluded on before, like, Broom's been a massive part of my life. I had my uh, first ride. I actually come up as a, um, a teenager when I was apprentice and rode once, but um, I think in about 85. But I come up in 1998, and I've, I've been riding here every winter since. And, uh, yeah, my whole, I've brought my whole family Every time, um, the girls, Amelia's 21, Jenna's 19, they've, they've never missed a year coming up school holidays. Um, yeah, so it's very fitting. Yeah, it's gonna, this Broom Cup day is going to be my last day. And as you would all know, if you've all been here um, before, like it is a bit of a party atmosphere. So, yeah, it'll be um, good fun. Can you win? Do you dare to dream, Pete? Deception game. Of course, you can, course game, you can hey? win. Oh, well, I was never. I, um, after the Kimberley Cup, I was devastated. I um, I um, went straight from the beers to the rum, so um, to drown the sorrows. But uh, um, look, I thought he was a great. Ch- I thought I was on the horse. Um, you know, he he won the mile race and then he won the eighteen hundred metre race. Um, so I thought, oh, he he was the perfect horse. But in the back of my mind, I said to Robbie, I said, I don't know if he needs further, um, because I was niggling the whole way in the eighteen hundred to keep up, um. Or the 1800 was too far because the last 50, I didn't really have a lot in the tank. And um, um, I was at the top of the straight. I didn't really want to win by too far on him, but um, <laughs> as a, <laughs> I didn't want to get too much weight. But um, um, as it turned out, with 50 to go, I didn't think I had a, a lot left. So obviously when I rode him in the Kimberley Cup, I know 200 metres is not, not a lot further, but it, it, it just sorts him out. And um, he was very wanting the last uh, 200 metres. Um, the only thing Gully and I can come up with, which I don't know is right until on the day, is that 
it's the first time he's backed up a week later. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, he, he had all the other races two weeks apart. So that's what we've got uh, Saturday. And we've got the Barrier 3, which is super, super important, important if you think um, a horse can't run out the trip. But, you know, they're going to go pretty quick and it's going to be a tough race. And Stafford Ladd was a massive winner the other day. It's going to take a bit of beating. It does look a race. I've only had a quick uh, a quick flick through, uh, but there does look to be a stack of speed in the race. So is Deception Game a horse that can handle a little bit of kickback, though? That's one thing I did notice. You could race behind them and still have something yeah. at the end, which a lot of other dirt trackers or a lot of other horses uh, don't have that ability, which could be massively in your favour. Well, that's um, you're spot on. There's, um, it's, a, it's a major factor. That was um, it to him's um, uh, major attribute, you know, like um, emotion. He wasn't even a, a true stayer to him, um, but um, you know, the horses that get back and they just fight the kickback and pull themselves into the race. You know, they're the ones you want, and that's what Deception Game did when he when he won. You know, so um, it does go a long way. Um, you know, and obviously with that Barry, he can be patient. But if they are getting a the kickback, they can drag themselves back in the race and put him in a good position. And uh, a lot of horses don't like it. Well, horses. Uh, I reckon he's a smart horse. Deception game, and uh, he'll he'll know the uh, the the importance of the occasion. So I reckon he'll yeah. find a couple of lengths for you. But you just mentioned a horse uh, by the name It's a Him. Um, amazing. He, his career story is amazing. Won the Strickland Stakes on the twenty fifth of June two thousand and sixteen. For the next three years, he battled away in, in good stakes races in WA without ever being overly competitive. He was sent up to Broome. Now, he made his debut in Broome on the 6th of July, 2019. He carried the 66 kilos. I remember from a betting point of view, he opened about three bucks. And I remember thinking, that is thin, thin, thin for a horse with that much weight. First time on the dirt, a get-back horse, probably over a journey, which was too short. He drifted to about five times that price, and uh, and you won on him, and you didn't just win on him, but you won easily. Um, he obviously then went on to win two Darwin Cups. Uh, tell us about your relationship with it to him. Tell us about your relationship with Rob Gilberti as well, and uh, just how special that is. Yeah, well, a little part of the picture is, is like this year, Gully's got Bill Saba up here for the Broom Cup. Plus, he's got, um, you know, stayed in the deception game from the Durant uh, team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's always looking to find a horse to bring to Broom. And, like, you're looking for a quality animal that may, maybe has been out a little bit of form and you can rejuvenate him with the water and uh, working on the beach, uh, et cetera, you know. So, it's him. He, he was the one we got this year. So, uh, that year, I mean, and... Um, you know, Stevie Parnham used to ride him a bit, and I had a bit of a chat with him. And uh, so then uh, Gully gave him a jump out, barrier jump out with Roger the Roman, and I got good reports back. But you know, I I like to feel it myself, and you know, um, nothing's ever past the post till you actually do it. So the raps were pretty good. So obviously, I rode him in that race um, with sixty six kilos, and uh, <laughs> you didn't have to waste that I, one at least. <laughs> no, nah, that's right. That's a good. Good way to be up in room, that's for sure. But remember, we were talking before about the kickback. Mm-hmm. He he uh, he jumped out with them that day over fourteen hundred, and he started. This is the pace went into the race. He started to drift back, and um, he started to get a lot, a lot of kickback. And this is true, true. Like it sounds like a bit of a story, but I said to the old, I said, "Come on, boy, buddy, wake yourself up, son. You've got to uh, put yourself." through this kickback and put yourself in the race because otherwise if they don't do that they're gone absolutely gone and that big fella he just started to jog up through them and come to the corner 
it was game over already. Like, he won untouched. And, you know, I come back into the jockey's room and I started, like, just punching the air. I was, Paul Marks was in the jockey's room and someone else and I just went, I'm going to win the Darwin Cup. This horse is going to win the Darwin Cup. I was, like, ecstatic, absolutely ecstatic because I knew, you know, still had to go and do it, but I knew we were in with a big chance, you know. So, um, and the Robbie Gilberti story, well, you know, he's, He's my wife's cousin and, you know, I rode for his dad, Gary Gilberti, for a long time in Broome and, um, you Al- know. The, almost almost, won, come, almost won a Perth Cup for Gary, didn't you, Pete? Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy, that's another story. Balled me eyes out, buddy, just a battler riding an escrant and, <laughs> and get, get nailed late on the line by Luna Tudor. Was that victory, so, um, victory morn, was it, Pete? Victory morn, yeah. yeah, well, you know, and, you know, I'm such a patient rider now. If I, uh, I would have loved one more crack at that race. But mm. um, anyway, um you know, yeah, it's poor Gary's running seconds um, in the Broom Cup. And when you come to Broom, it's, you know, all you want to do as a trainer or jockey is to win one Broom Cup and then, you know, you can you can enjoy the place forever. So um, Gary wasn't fortunate enough to do that, but Robbie in in, in uh, only training three, four years, won with Desert Glow. So to share that with him was absolutely amazing. And then I think the next year we took Roger the Roman to the Palmerston and, you know, we were driving home. Um, from Darwin back to Broome with the horses on the back and we just said wouldn't it be great you know just to bring a serious horse you know to Darwin just to have a crack because crack at it so uh, Broome's fantastic but Darwin is the same but it's the capital city so you know the, um, the crowds are massive and it's uh, the city environment there's a lot more buzz going on so we wanted to come back and be a major player and like how we would never ever in our widest dreams expected to go back the following year um, and take out the cup, but and then to do it again as well. So, you know, he is, you know, um, Black Tom will always be special because of my dad. And but I, two outstanding type of animals I rode with delicacy and it to him because he he had so much charisma, he had so much class, and you know he's uh oh, he's a, just a tough horse. And yeah, what he did for us and down, um, you know, I'll never forget. Hey, how many Broom Cups have you won? Uh, one seven. Gee whiz. <laughs> oh, geez, I didn't know the answer. I didn't know well, that. It, I thought it, I might say four or five. Yeah, yeah seven. I can remember. It so you're going. Well, so you go for eight on Saturday. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've this year's easy, but I've always been under pressure when I've come to Broome because I've got to got to pay for the kids' holiday up in Broome. It's quite expensive. <laughs> it's not cheap, so is it? I was always. I had to try and win the Broome Cup just to cover costs. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but um, yeah, no, no, I don't know. It's um, it's amazing and. You know, I'd love to win it, and um, you know, I'll give my horse the best ride possible, and I'll I'll be optimistic when the gates open, and, and I'll be doing my best. But you know, just to finish on this day, the, a day that means so much to me, um, it's you know, win, lose, or draw, I'm going to be very, very happy. Um, but look out if I do. <laughs> hey, so, so Pete, I want to touch on your career as a whole. You mentioned a uh, delicacy. We want to do the deep dive on that shortly, but. I always yeah. I'm close to Steve Wolf and Steve's one of your great mates and I've always chatted to to Steve um, and I, I always sort of thought that you might you know be a trainer one day or take up the a partnership with the old old wolf man or do something in that regard but you've um you've you've pivoted into a new role with racing and wagering Western Australia as uh, as the um, working with the apprentices as the as the jockey coach is that right jockey coach is that your yeah. title yep um, yep 
was training ever on the agenda for you and what what was the uh did, did this uh, position open up in, in uh, after Jeremy Huspert's retirement and you thought that this was a good opportunity to stay involved in the industry? Yeah, well, um, I, I, first of all, I was out on Compo and I've done a fair bit of work with Sky Channel and I've done Perth Cup Day with uh, G-Man, Gareth Hall, and I got offered a job with Sky, um, but I would have had to give up riding, so I wasn't prepared to, to do that. And then couple of trainers um, approached me to work with them as like a racing manager but still riding work and um, wasn't really ready to do anything like that and I've, I've never had any passion or anything to train but I do enjoy being part of a team um, but when the uh, the opportunity was around that this position was coming available this is this is what I wanted the most so um yeah, it was very nerve-wracking and exciting, I must say, applying for a position and and uh, waiting for the drum roll to find out whether you get it or not. Because obviously, um, you know, the way RA was structured and when when a, um, a position becomes available, all the applicants have got to apply. And I found that, you know, quite um, exciting to go through that type of process. So when I got the job, I was, um, yeah, really overwhelmed and quite emotional, like winning a good race. So... Yeah, very, very lucky, very happy. So did you write up your own resume, Pete, or did you get someone to do it for you? No, no, I, I wrote it up. Um, <laughs> I, I had my, I did have my uh, my daughter, Jenna. She was uh, helping me a bit to make sure, yeah, I wasn't doing things properly. So, uh, Did you include the seven broom cups in the resume? You had to. Not at all. <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. No, not at all. So, so, no. so Pete, what are you, what, I guess your, your role is going to be, uh, the you know, tutoring and our apprentices, our our um, riders to come. What do you, what what excites you about that? And and um, uh, and I guess what are some of the ways that we can get I don't know uh, younger people more involved in 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 your trade, becoming apprentice jockeys because it it, yeah. se- it seems like it's uh, very hard to attract uh, a lot of people to, to do the job, and then it's a it's a tough job um, in itself. So yeah. what do you what are your thoughts on on your on your role and yeah. the future of, of your trade? Yeah, well, it is. It is a very, very tough job. I don't think a lot of people realise um, psychologically, psychologically and, um, um, you know, weight-wise and, you know, um, you're up, you're down and um, it's quite dangerous and, you know, all these type of things. But, you know, um, we're very lucky. My daughter's rode equestrian. You know, we've got, obviously, we've got a lot of male and female riders. It's 50-50 now, so maybe more to the advantage of the female riders. Um, you know, they do all the question riding. Um, they ride so well now, like they've got beautiful poise. You know, I, you know, I'd like to push the, um, apprentices to have some role models to kind of, um, picture themselves being like. So there's so many, you know, we, I love watching horse racing, even if instead of watching a movie, I'm watching racing in Melbourne or Sydney or WA or whatever. And I'd like them to, you know, uh, try and, pick someone out and we'll try and push them that way. But the most thing that excites me with helping the kids is, is you know, my, my two daughters are growing up now and we've had a great life out of racing. And I don't want to see people kind of uh, waver and, and, and think um, which direction they can go. Like uh, at the moment, I've, I've said it before, Austin Gallardi's up here as an apprentice to Rob Gilberti. You know, he's been fishing, he's gone crabbing and he's riding winners. He only raced them once a week, but he's riding winners. And, you know, he's grown as a person 
but as a person in our industry, he didn't know if he really fitted in, but he's found his little niche. You know, he might go on to be a city jockey one day, but at the moment, he's loving what he's doing. And, and I reckon that's so important that we, you know, not everyone can be um, a Chrissy Parnham and win the premiership in town, but we're going to have a lot of different other people that have different um, desires or, you know, where they want to be. But I don't want to see the other people give up. I want to, I want to show people that there's a place for everyone, you know, and then we can have a great life and, and being a jockey. And, you know, jockeys can make great, a great wage riding Esperance, Albany, Broome. You know, it's, um, there, there's a place for everyone, like trainers and horses. So, um, yeah, I just want to, you know, see, teach the young people that there's light at the end of the tunnel no matter where you go. The way you're talking as well, I, I could imagine you'd get a real thrill if um, you sort of guided someone who probably needed the extra guidance through the system and you saw them go through and win their first race or, or win a feature race even further down the track. I could imagine that uh, while you won't be on, on the horse yourself, you'd uh, you'd probably gain a very similar level of uh, satisfaction. Yeah, no, well, I, it's going to be good. You know, like it, it's that's, that's when you know you're ready for retirement. If you can hear the beeps, that's Wolfie ringing. <laughs> Funny enough, but um, you know you're ready for a retirement when you're going to start be teaching all your friends' kids how to ride. You know, the old young, young, young Taj Dyson's become a jockey, and um, yeah. Dennis Gundry, his daughter Jane, she's going to be coming through the ranks, and David Caterino's daughter Ava, she's coming, going to she's starting to ride as well. So, like, this is going to be pretty crazy. But how good will it be? You know, it'd be nice to be to feel like a football coach or mm. something like that when these kids, you know, um, start to do good. Now, they need they need plenty of people with your passion for the industry and your passion for working with uh, young people, Pete. Uh, I think you're, yeah, I think you're a terrific appointment for that role and you'll be working alongside your uh, your old mate, Johnny Clayt. Yeah, the, the other um, Cutsy, John, Johnny Clayt. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Like, yeah, we, we mucked around a lot together when we were young, you know, 15, 16 and, we used to go over his mum and, mum and dad's house for tea and, um, yeah, you know, we used to make trips to all the country races, places together. And, you know, on, on a, back in the day, you know, like, uh, we, we'd have an Ascot meeting or a Belmont meeting on the Saturday and usually it was Ascot and we had Albany on a Saturday or if it was Belmont, we had Kalgoorlie on a Saturday. So that, that was our workplace. That's where we all went to. And, uh, you know, we used to make the long drives down to Albany and we'd both starving and thirsty and, <laughs> you know, we'd um, ride at Albany and then we'd stop and get some coldies for the trip home and then we, we even went past this Chinese restaurant in Mount Barker that we used to drool over driving past all the time <laughs> and, we, and we we decided to call in and get some takeaway. Uh, little things like that you never forget, you know. So, we, yeah, we've had some good times. So, um, and we both know how tough it is and that's pretty important as well. I have heard a uh, a little rumor. It might have even been you that told me a, a long time ago. Uh, the 2012 <laughs> Bunbury Cup, uh, you won on uh, on Lord's Ransom, which I know is another one of your favourite horses. Carried a, yep. a big big weight that day from memory. Now went around about oh, 20 odd to it was one. 20 I to think. one, wasn't and it? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've yeah. heard I've heard some rumors again. I actually can't remember where <laughs> I heard these from. I've heard some rumors <laughs> around the traps that you weren't. Uh, you were confident. I wouldn't even say you were quietly confident. You were pretty loudly confident going into the race, and, and the wind may have even fueled a little barley trip. Uh, is there yes. any, any truth behind that? No, you got some good mail there, <laughs> yes. Um, it was Australia Day or something like that. I can't remember. We were out in the boat with all, um, my, um, uh, my cousin and um, a couple of other good friends, and um, 
And I just said, oh, I'm riding this horse in the Bunbury Cup. This, it, 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 it'll win, you know, for sure. Like, the run the other day was huge. It was like a good horse. And, uh, um, and we all said, oh, well, if it wins, we'll all go to Bali on a trip. So, yeah, um, a couple of days later, we were at the airport getting on the plane. So, <laughs> yeah. look out, look out. The, the party had just begun. But, yeah, that was, that was really amazing. I think that's what really kick-started me with um, Bob Peters, too, that, that uh, win on Lord Ransom because he went on to win the Pinjara Cup as well. And, you know, I thought, you know, I was really lucky enough with Adam Durant um, pushing me that way to ride some of um, Bob's horses. But when I won that one for Grant and Alana, that just opened up uh, a whole new a whole new thing, you know, uh, for me to get on better type horses and all kind of roll from there. So, yeah, Lord Drancham done us a big favour in a couple of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about delicacy now, That's, Pete? Yes. Like, uh, surprised it took us this long. Uh, we just, yeah. both of us, just um, one of one of our all time favourite West Australian racehorses, Terry and I. Delicacy, she, I can't. We were just, we just did a, uh, we have a quiz on our, on our show called the Mastermind, and we were just doing some delicacy stuff. And we, she only raced nineteen times for twelve wins. You won six races on her. What? Yeah, t- t- five, five of them black dot. Yeah, tell it. Give us some insight into what she was like as a horse, and I guess how special she was to you and your career. Yeah, well, um, it was um, just got back from um, Broome and Kalgoorlie, and Bob had a bunch of four-year-old, uh, three-year-olds, four of them going in um, Belgravia or one of them races, and I think Disposition won it. Brad Parn might have rode it, and I rode Delicacy, and she had a good barrier, and um, and I rode her pretty hard to put her in a good spot. And I come in and I said to Grant, um, oh, I rode this filly out of a comfort zone. I said, I, I reckon if I ride her back, she'll be a, a different horse. Um, you know, and, you know, they had, um, I think they had like, uh, disposition, silver stream, Neverland, all running around. So I was just on little old tiny little delicacy and all the others were like outstanding looking beasts. And um, I got to ride her next start in the champion fillies. And, um, yeah, she come out and got the cash and, you know, and then even when she come back in after the next prep, I made a blue or went too soon on her one day and um, Neverland beat me. But after that day, I said to Grant, oh, that won't happen again. And, you know, I just used to ride a kind, never, not too much whip and go, she, if you saved her up for that one run, her acceleration was like unbelievable. Like most good horses, feel like a big V8 car, but she was like a, um, a turbo, you know, she had just a normal little motor, but when you put your foot on the gas and the turbo kicked in, she was off. <laughs> she was a ripper. So you won the, so this was the autumn, you won the thousand guineas, the Natasha stakes. Champion fillies yep. before that. Champion fillies before that. Yep. Um, yep. And then, so, so often happens to, you know, to guys who are second, third stringers in a stable, and especially when you're riding for, for Bob Peters, William Pike jumps back on to win the yep. WA Oaks and the WATC Derby. You always seemed very – I know a lot of jockeys, you know, would get upset by that and that would be kind of, you know, heartbreaking, but it always seemed to – didn't phase you, Pete, outwardly anyway, um, that uh, you, you, you knew how – you knew the game, you have been around long enough, you knew how it uh, – how how the, uh, yeah. the setup rolls. Pike's number one. He gets back on. He wins the Oaks and Derby. But do you think it's because you you have such a good attitude in that and 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 accepting of of the way that the game is played that when the opportunity to came for Bob to select a rider for the Schweppes Oaks, 
in uh, and the uh, South Australian Derby in Morphville that you were the next cab off the rank? Yeah, look, that's the one thing I'll teach the kids and I kind of taught myself that you just, um, you know, you'll get disappointed. You, they'll take the, want to drag you. I, never, I, never, I remember once Alan Taylor said to me, um, I went on cash on the bank and he said, oh, look, you know, the owners don't want you on it next start. They, they want Stephen Miller on it. Um, he's our number one rider. I was like, yeah, sweet, no problems. And um, so Stephen got beat on it and then I got back on it and won again on it. So, you know, you've just got to be a little bit humble in that way. And, um, you know, after I won the Natasha on it, and I'm pretty close with Puff, Grant, and uh, I said to Grant, look, look, mate, I understand. I'm not, I'm not, I understand Willie's going to ride. I don't worry about it. Don't, you know, I just wanted him not to, to worry about it. I said, mate, it's all good. It's all good. Let Willie will ride it for sure. Don't, don't you feel bad in telling me. I'm telling you now. So, um, and you know, he come out and won the WA Oaks and the Derby on it. And, it was really funny. I just parked the car at the trials the following week, and um, and I saw Bob Peters in the in the um, car park, and we're walking down to you know get ready to watch the first trial because I wasn't into like trial four, and him and I were walking down, and I said, "Oh, how's the filly going, Bob?" She settled into Adelaide well, and he he said, "Yeah, yeah, it's all going good." And um, within that, the ambulance was rushing around to the start of the first trial, and. And uh, Willie hurt his tru- uh, hurt his shoulder, um, and he was off to hospital. And, and within a heartbeat, Bob said, uh, um, "You're going to go to Adelaide." And I said, "What do I do with it?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Oh bloody oath! Oh, of course I will." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, and you know what? It was amazing because um, you know, in that Group One Australasian Oaks, I walked out in the mountain yard to talk to Bob and Grant and Alana, and. Dominic Tourneur was the only Adelaide jockey with a ride in the race and the rest were all, you know, like Ollie and Blake Shin and Stephen Arnold and Ben Mellon and Hugh Bowman and all these type of riders. And I was like, shit, I've bloody got a job to do here. <laughs> <laughs> I better not stuff this up, you know. So, uh, yeah, nah, but, yeah, winning them two races, I know the rest is history. So what, a, what an amazing little horse. Yeah, two two amazing rides too in the group ones over there, Peach. Yeah. Delicacy came back in the spring of 2015. You got beat an absolute eyelash in by perfect yeah. perfect reflection in the uh, Kingston Town Classic on a heavy – that was a heavy track yeah. too, wasn't it, from memory? It was uh, very oh, wet. Oh, yeah, day. yeah. It was absolute bog it was. And um, I walked it just before the race, walked it at the beginning. Walked it. I just wanted to plot a um, path out wide, you know, and um, – I even had to duck back in for a stride or two in a place I didn't want to be, but, um, yeah, agonizing close, and I had no idea who won, you know, and neither did Willie. But, you know, come on, boys, if you were a jockey, what's the one thing you'd love to do most? Is uh, probably come from behind Pikey and beat him, I reckon. Beat him in a photo. Yeah, in a photo. In, in a, a photo. group one <laughs> and in a photo. Yeah. I, was, uh, right, you know. I was on course that day, and, um, yeah, that was just incredible viewing. Two quality animals clearing out. I'm actually just yeah. watching the replay on my computer now as we speak, Pete. Yeah. And, um, I mean, perfect reflection. We all know how good she was. You have to remember, Delicacy, Delicacy carried six and a half kilos yeah. um, more than a yeah. day as well. And, um, yeah, yeah. That, that will always be probably not probably not your exact favourite racing memory, but that will always yeah, be big, one of my favourite racing memories yeah. at the, uh, at yeah. the track. And it was a, it was a good too. call too by Darren. Oh, well, yeah. it's per- yeah, perfect yeah. reflection, delicacy, yeah. perfect reflection, delicacy. Don't uh, know, don't, don't know, know in the Kingston town. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey Pete, you, yeah, right. you Willie, sorry, Willie, sorry. Willie, Willie jumped back on board following start in the Cox Stakes, uh, yes. and, and won. What happened, Perth Cup? How come? 
how'd you get back on? Like this is this is a, a freak um, thing you've got back on again on the big day. Yeah, well, Adam had real love and and uh, Bob had um, delicacy in Neverland uh, going in the race, and um, obviously Neverland had um, minimum weight and delicacy had top weight, so. It was just always pretty instrumental that I was going to be riding Delicacy, even though I had no idea, because I thought I'd be riding Real Love because I rode her in the in the um, Van Himps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was told early that I'd be on Delicacy, and um, I was pretty chuffed. So um, yeah, um, as it turned out, I was yeah very very happy. So um, yeah, Neverland ran second, and Real Love ran third. So yeah, I'll, yeah, I, you know, and it's really amazing because you know. Really, when you know, when you look back, you always would rather have won the Group One honour. But as it turned out, she wouldn't have gone in the Perth Cup, and it was really special to win that race on her, which meant a lot to me, even though it wasn't a Group One. So, you know, if it, if it, if the Perth Cup was a Group One, I would have been totally satisfied that you know we got beat, except that. The only reason Pikey beat me by a nose. <laughs> that wasn't well. It wasn't far from a Perth car. Uh, group, sorry, a Group One field. So uh, yeah, yeah. You've at least, at least got that part. Do you know? I was just thinking. Do you know how many cups you've won? Uh, not just talking. I'm talking all, all over no. WA, all over Australia. No. Do you know the number? No, I'm sorry, I don't. That's no. something we're going to have no. to so, look at. No. We we'll have to get Ernie. Yeah. He would have, would have raised Ernie, that. Ernie, Ernie would know that. Uh, so Pete, which yeah. which country cup haven't you won? Yeah, well, all the TIB country cups. Yeah. I um, the only one I have won is Port Hedland. I've had three rides in it, um, got beat ahead in one and, and got beat a short half head in, oh. in the other one. So I could have gone to Road Staden um, this year. Yeah. Um, got Gully to ring Macca for the ride. Um, but as I said before, yeah, I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to ride 56 up, you know, but at the end of the day, I've run second in the Winterbottom, second in the Kingston Town, second in the Railway. So, you know, you can't win them all. <laughs> there's other, you know, just would have been nice to win the Port Ellen Cup, but at the end, end of the day, there's, you know, other, have a good race as you'd like to win as well. Pete, Delicacy was the second of your three Perth Cups. Your first was yep. on, on Black Tom, who was a terrific horse for you, you and your family. Now, is it right that you rode Black Tom at 52 kilos? Yes, it was, yes. <laughs> I, uh, did you ride without <laughs> your left leg, did you? How did you do yeah. that? I, uh, I trained really hard for about two months. Yeah. I, just, I just knew that horse was going to win and you've got to remember that I'd run Two seconds, um, two seconds in a Perth Cup in the race I really wanted to win, and and then I uh, I ran third on Black Tom, and then he went from Lukey's to Frank Maynard's, and um, their best mates, you know. So Lukey recommended that he went to Frank's, and the horse was flying. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to miss out on that ride, and um, yeah, that hunger was there to ride the horse and to keep out the fridge. <laughs> well, well, Black Tom, that was the uh, 2000, yeah. 2006, that was a 3,200-metre Perth Cup as well, one by six, oh, yeah. one by six lengths. Yeah. What, a, what a day. And that and Black Tom, um, I suppose he would have given you the, one of the great great thrills of your career. Didn't, did you ride him in, uh, I'm just double-checking, you rode him in the 2007 Melbourne Cup? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, well, first of all, when I won the Perth Cup on him, I just felt like, I achieved everything there was to achieve in the world. It just felt like, you know, I'd done it all. Like, it was just the greatest day. Um, but, yeah, then when, when I got to ride him in Melbourne, like, you know, we were actually lucky. We'd never been highly competitive in Melbourne Cup. We were a little bit unlucky because um, Frank didn't want to take him to Melbourne. He, he said, pick yourself a trainer, but pick yourself a trainer that um, can train him out of a paddock because he's, 
being a stallion, he was a little bit fickle and he'd go off his tucker for he had to be, um, you know, stabled, um, in stables, obviously, indoors. And um, Dad went around and looked at a few different places and liked Lindsay Park when David Hayes was training at um, in Adelaide. So, um, you know, he ran first up fifth in the Balaclava Cup with 60. Then he went over to Caulfield, ran fourth in the Naturalism behind Dolphin Joe, um, Suramine and Euro Valley. Euro Valley, sorry. Um, and the horse was going great. Had 58 that day, weaved his way through the field. I thought, oh, so we're going to win a nice lead-up race, you know. We're going to win something. And then the EI hit, and he had mm. to be transferred to the stables at Flemington. And he lost about, oh, he lost 50 to 70 kilos, like, within a week or two. Wow. And, um, you know, he was never the, quite the same. Like, he, he ran in the Caulfield Cup, and then he ran on Derby Day and ran, ran in the Melbourne Cup, which, you know, on its own, absolute fairy tale. Um, you know, getting dressed to go to the races. You're going to ride in the Melbourne Cup and to walk out in front of the Flemington Grandstand and just, you know, all the other jockeys were nervous and I was, um, I was the only one looking around smiling. I was having like a day out, you know. <laughs> and, um, but the, 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 the horrible thing was I drew Barry 21 out of 24. And as a jockey, when you watch the Melbourne Cup, you don't want to ever be caught three deep the trip, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, you know, oh, this is going to be me, you know. So I said to David Hayes, oh, we'll just go back, hey. And he goes, no, 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 have a go, son. Have a crack at getting in. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, you know, I squeezed up Master O'Reilly, Brad Jurek, and I got him one off the fence going past the post the first time. And I was like, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> I've done, I, you know, job done. That was my job done right there, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty fortunate to do that. But yeah, we, you know, we had everyone there, all the family, and yeah, we had, you know, something to never forget. It's like a fairy tale. Hundred percent, Pete. Last on last week's podcast, when we were talking about the, uh, the um, congratulations, Peter Hall handicap, and we were we sort of did a rapid fire roundtable about our peak P Hall moments, and obviously delicacy came up. And but one of the things that that really stood out for, for the three of us that were on last week's show was um, Star Exhibit in the Perth Cup. Um, Terry and I were both, he- Terry more so than me, heavily heavily into heavily, act- heavily <laughs> into, into uh, action. It uh, was, was a big, big result for, for a few people. And, um, and I, just, I just remember I went back and I just couldn't believe it got beat. And I reckon I've watched that Star Exhibit ride frame by frame, uh, you know, ten times over, trying to work out exactly how P Hall got us that day. <laughs> Do you have a ride in your career? Is is that the ride that of your career? Be, that has like, to be is, the is ride. there one uh, ride, and you mate. go back like looking now, and you go, "Geez, Peter, that that's a cracker. Yeah, that's that, a ten out of ten job." Yeah. Is, well, is that is that the one? It has to be it, doesn't it? Well, really, the Black Tom one, and even Delicacy, and even Star mm. Exhibit, they hardly went around a horse till oh. it was time to. You know, yeah. Um, you know, you watch the Black Tom race, like he is just on the fence got off at the right time but yeah starting exhibit was a beauty but um it was amazing because i actually used to ride him work all the time um and he you know he's just struggling uh with his fitness or with his wind he just always make a bit of a noise coming up the hill at adams and um i got time on perfect jewel in the kingston town and and uh, jockeys were swapping around on Star Exhibit a bit, which Bob and the like. And Bob said to Adam to put put me on him. And um, I remember when I was working, him, I said to Adam, "Go, if you can ever stop making this noise, he, 
Racing come out and win, you know. And um, I gave him his gallop for the Perth Cup, and you wouldn't believe it. He'd come up the hill and never made a noise. I said to Adam, Jesus, is this, you know, can this possibly happen? And, you know, on his day, he's a very good horse. Come out one or a steer the next prep, and um, I thought, you know, he could have been a railway horse after that, but um, he was never quite the same. He was a quirky bugger, and, um, yeah, you know, you know, he, he, on his day, he was a very, very good horse. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a ride for the ages, as they say, Pete. Um, last I reckon I've ever lost that much money in a race, and, and still felt sort of content <laughs> at the end of it, and still yeah. and still felt okay after yeah, it. I implored our yeah, I implored our listeners to go back and watch that. I think you were last on the fence going out, going out the straight. It was fifty dollars plus on, yeah. on the exchange. Yeah, yeah. Price. yeah. So that, that would have been a, that yeah. would have been about six months in Bali. I reckon. for a few broom the, trips. <laughs> the beautiful thing about that race was. Um, Pikey's very highly competitive, and um, you know he he, he start uh, he started um, put pu- punching out a few words as I went past him with fifty to go. I tell you, so uh, <laughs> you weren't the only you weren't the only ones that were can, disappointed. Can you, can, you, can you give us the PG version, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> it just uh, goes. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I, I think there's a photo. We might put it up on. Um, might talk to Simon Merritt. See if we can put it up on our. Uh, Twitter feed. There's a photo of you celebrating and Pikey sort of head hung, head down, head yeah. down as, yeah. uh, as you cross yeah. the line in the Perth Cup. Well, it's, it's a rare, it's a rare yeah. that Pike's the one that goes a little bit early and then, and then someone yeah. grabs him late, like I sort of discussed with yeah. uh, delicacy and perfect reflection before, but obviously this time went the yeah. other way around. So uh, that wasn't even a photo. You got him by full half length that day as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's the most amazing rider and, you know, we, we all have a bit of fun because he's the one that we we want to beat, you know. So, mm. um, you know, even when Delicacy beat Neverland, he left like a tiniest run on the fence for me and and uh, she was able to take that run. And, you know, I've always said to him mucking around, oh, the only, you know, the, the best way to try to beat you is to follow you and then pass you on the inside. He said, what, not the outside? I said, no, 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 you got to get you on the inside, mate. But, um, yeah, so exhibit uh, passing on the outside. But, yeah, he's... You know, we watch him time and time again. He's the hardest to beat in them close finishes, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wizard. So, Pete, yeah, before, wizard. <laughs> before we before we um, wrap things up, I just you were just touching on jockeys here, and, and I know you're you're a racing lover, and and um, over the years, I think you said you when did you start your apprenticeship? Were you apprenticed to Wally Mitchell? Yeah, I done two years with Wally, yeah. and then I done my last two with Frank Maynard. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I guess mid eighties would that be about right when you kicked things yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was about eighty four, I think. Yeah, so you about eighty three or eighty four. So you would have ridden, yeah. ridden against some some uh, champion hoops in in throughout your career, which has spanned so many decades. But you you would have got sort of peak Sestich, uh, and then you, of course yeah. you've got uh, you know you would have ridden against a dominant Paul Harvey, and then the sort of the Torch got passed to an equally dominant William Pike. What's it been like in the jockey's room riding against guys like that? And and most of our listeners, I suppose, are, are more of a younger generation, and we're just sort of a lot of them are just sort of copying Paul Harvey in the in his twilight years. Can you just give them a bit of an insight into what the Pontiff was like in uh, in in his prime? Did he have a smile? Well, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, he keeps things to himself a bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, he's yeah, he was like he to me he was like our own Darren Beedman, you know, like Darren Darren Beedman was dominating in in Sydney and and Melbourne as well, and and the Pontiff was like Paul was like he was like him, you know, he would 
he'd ride with that arrogance. Um, he was cool and calm, but he'd ride with that arrogance. He, he, him and Dad Beedman used to do the same little pass them on the outside and close the door with 100 to go, tight rolling in, running away from the field. Um, yeah, both very, very similar in that in that way. And yeah, we got Pikey at the moment, and we had Rod Kemp before him. Yep, but yep, Kempy, yeah. Paul Harvey will go go down as one of the greatest. Don't you worry about that. He was, uh, yeah, very, very, very tough, tough rider and smart. And, and, you know, he just consistently got the job done in those big races as, as well, which something he'd be proud of. But even as, even as a kid, you know, I beat Malcolm Johnson when he came over and rode for Laurie Connell in, in a normal welter. And I had that big photo on the wall, <laughs> but, you know, and I was lucky rode with Lester Pickett as well. And, um, when he come over one year, rode for Laurie. So yeah, so many good different jockeys. Um, but yeah, WA, we've had some beauties. Don't worry about that. Pete, you've uh, you've had an amazing career uh, in the in the saddle. You're um, yeah, you know, cup the the new cups king, West Australian racing. Uh, we couldn't think of a better way for your uh, for your career in uh, your riding career to finish up in the Broom Cup this Saturday and Terry and I and I'm sure all our listeners wish you all the best for for Saturday and for uh, for your new role as the uh, jockey coach for uh, at Racing and Wagering Western Australia. Yeah, no, thanks very much. Um, yeah. Very, very lucky, very fortunate to uh, go from one chapter to the next and, um, yeah, just to stay in this industry. I'm, yeah, very fortunate. So, uh, yeah, but thanks very much for having me on, guys. No, not a problem at all, Peter. We've thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, good luck on Saturday. I reckon the entirety of West Australia and probably Australia will be uh, cheering for you. Yeah, no, cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. See ya. Okay, punters, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Newmarket Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and we are recording episode 89 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. It is uh, just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 12th of August, 2021. Lucky you said the year. People might have got confused. Northern abandoned. Well, we're nearly on to our third year of podcast, actually. Yeah. It would have been 2020, 2021, 2020. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Uh, yeah, Northern abandoned. Yep. Yeah. No, to me, no real uh, no real issue. It was a tough old meeting. Um, we had fair justice going around in the last for the lads. It was D-Day today. <laughs> it was, yeah, I think it might have been fair justice last start today. Um, so she lives to fight another day. Mm. So no Northern. Belmont. Saturday, mm. Broom Cup Day mm. as well. P Hall Day. P Hall Day. Mm. Can, imagine. That, if, was that your favourite? Imagine if you don't. Interview? That. I don't want to, we don't want to play favourites, but that's one of mine. Well, recency bias, but yeah, it was great. I mean, that was one of mine. Pete, Peter Hall is one of the genuine characters of WWE loves Racing. It. Loves the game. Loves it. Uh, gives plenty when he speaks. And you can tell that um, he, moving into that next phase of his career as the jockey coach that he's uh, he's, he's going to excel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that actually that interview might clinch the award for us, Terry. Oh, unbackable. Yeah, yeah. I think sort of. Um, it would take a. You remember Matty Rowell was a dollar one for the Rising Star last year. Yeah, it would take a knee. We'd we would need to do a knee. Yeah, we'd need to do yeah. To, yeah. Oh, it's the only way, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Peter Hall. You might have clinched us yeah. the WA <laughs> Racing. That's another cup. Yeah, That's another, another cup. cup. Yeah, uh, add, add that to the list. But, yeah, listeners, uh, Peter Hall, what a champion, and he gave us plenty in that uh, interview that me and Terry just had the pleasure of I people just open up. I feel yeah. like, I don't know, there's just something about the the, the freelanceness, that's mm. not a word, of the podcast which allows people just to uh, open the shoulders a bit and say what's on their mind. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Broom Cup Day. 
P-Hall Day at, uh, on Saturday, and then Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. On Sunday. Not far from the, the round or kicking off up there as well, across there, wherever it is. You're doing, so, you doing the Cal thing uh, Pete's got tickets. Brad's got tickets. I haven't got anything sorted yet, but... I reckon we dig deep going first up in our Hannons and I just I just love the the week. I was meant to go to Broom Cup this year, you know, it's like it's Broom Cup week and you're like, I could have gone. I should have gone. Like, there's no reason I'm not there. Um so I think so, yeah. Yes. Is there a reason? I'll do it. No, I don't just, just didn't just didn't book it. Didn't eventuate, I've yeah. never I've never done Broom. I've yeah, never done broom. I've, I've I was, never gonna, done I was broom. meant to do it last year with a few mates, um, and obviously it didn't eventually because the season was cancelled. Um, yeah. It's funny. I completely forgot about that. Like the COVID, there was no there was no broom. There was no headland. There was no. Headland, there was no, they no probably went. Oh, I don't know the logistics of it, but they probably went the early crow because in the end, racing continued. Um, I think it was all. I think they would have been able to to continue, but yeah. Anyway, yes, not my strength. Still looking for it. Uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition and don't forget our new look, Champs and Challengers. Challengers edition of the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind. We've got Mitch McClenny. I can't do it. Yeah, there you go. McClenny. Not many. McClenny. Not many. McClenny. Uh, taking on uh, Tommy Wolf after we got a Wolf double last week with the, the Get Out Stakes into the uh, Mastermind. Yeah. Mitch McClenny, apparently he's uh, he's a bit of a freak when it comes to Jag the Joker. That's mm, his, that's his, really? Well, yeah. I wonder if he was on in the last I yesterday. There was a few that were. I wonder if he jagged the, the what, Joker in the last. What about, that was all over like after about 100 metres. Yeah, you felt, you felt pretty good. Uh, you felt pretty good on um, on the Wiz. I'll tell you one I talked to one about yesterday. I had something on um, – I felt like I punted really well yesterday but needed Jag the Joker to make it an okay day. But I uh, was on maximum impact in race number two. Magic might. Right. Same so, Oh, of course, it, it race didn't probably go how I'd sort of envisaged, um, but I thought Taj would kick it out and lead like he did in a trial where it won well. Two, it's two starts went horrible. Anyway, jumped about fifty to one, and we know it was a very poor six seven horse field. And um, dearie me, he, he let a horse go round him, then he found trouble. Then on the line, you could see him looking across at the winner, Salavachi. Yeah, it was a tough watch at about fifty to one, but um, fifty to one. Yeah, forty five to on one. The, put, on a bit of, put a bit of mayo on it. Yeah, on the exchange. Still. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, did you have some words of encouragement for Young Taj? It's been a bit of a week like that. Actually, back to speeding comment at a hundred and twenty to one in the um broom sprint, broom sprint as well. Yeah. Um, about the winner too. But uh, that was very exciting. I tell you what, that was very exciting. Uh, halfway down the straight, when Kayla Cross gave it a hit and it gave it a bit of a kickback. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to say, doing the form on the Jan Genie runners this week, you wonder if they're. Uh, Who's looking after the farm? I reckon the lads are up there having a bit of a uh, bit of a Jerry Giraffe uh, on the sauce in Broome, and good luck to them. Mm, yeah, it seems like uh, everyone's up there yeah, having exactly, fun, except exactly us. Hundred percent. Right. <laughs> but we've got a uh, potentially award-winning podcast to continue here, Guru. So you also have uh, a little bit of a side gig, the Betfair Edge tomorrow with Miles Fitzner. Yeah. Last week, last week you had Brad Parnham on. Have you booked a guest yet for tomorrow's uh, Betfair Edge? Dan Pierce is going to come on and do his best Terry Light impersonation. I think <laughs> uh, Dan Pierce will be on tomorrow. Dan Pierce. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking forward to that. So if you want to listen to Terry. And Miles and Dan Pierce on the Betfair Edge. Download the SEN app. Uh, that's the best way to do it, isn't it, Terry? Yeah, that's definitely the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's Belmont Newmarket Day, Saturday, the 14th of August. Let's get moving, Guru. 
Yeah, let's get moving. Well, this is, uh, it's, yeah, new market day. I'm going to call it dog shit day. I, I've barely got a bet here, I reckon, on this card, BJ. But you know what we're going to do? I like these type of cards. We can sit down, we can discuss things, we can, we can, um, dog shit day. We can forward, we can forward it. That, that's an award winning <laughs> comment, isn't it? Uh, we can forward each other's thoughts and, um, we can, we can work together. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're doing your best. Rails are You're doing true. your best, uh, Brett Kirk impersonator. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, dear me. That's good viewing. I'm going to have to go watch that now. Yeah. Brett Kirk, that was something. That was good. Deary me. Uh, Rails at the True. Now, last time we were at the True, um, it was that day where you couldn't win unless you were pretty much hard on the fence. It was wild, wild, wild on pace by. So I went back and looked through those horses, BJ. It's interesting with some retrospect, go, how big was the bias? And it definitely was there, but a lot of those horses on the fence and settled those positions actually were going pretty well and the form has sort of held up. But we've seen a lot of horses come down the centre of the track, have, have hit the line nicely, come out and gone really good at their next start, just showing you how poor that centre was. Looks like magic. Sluice box, um, they're the two that come to mind um, mainly. But look, I, I'm really wary Back to this true pad that we might see a really nice uh, inside surface. So, um, yeah, just wary backing any back markers. Okay, so I don't think there's – is there much rain no, leading heavy into eight, the meeting? Heavy eight Wednesday. It's just become very overcast Thursday, Arvo. Um, I don't think we're seeing much here, but I think the rain kicks off at about – early Saturday morning, 2, 3, 4 a.m., and we might see a bit throughout the meeting. So soft six, but I reckon even when there hasn't been much rain, just with this later season track, it's playing pretty heavy. It's, yeah. it's playing pretty worn, mm. I think is probably the right words to say. So soft six I'm allowing for with yep. the rain we'll get in the morning. Um, but, yeah, it's a proper it's a proper wet track. Mate, how was that weather on Monday night at the footy? Yeah. That was wild. I, I went with my dad and my daughter, Isabel, Cups. and even the showers that came during, while the game was being played, that was as heavy a rain as you'll, you'll see, like they're just sort of swept through Optus Stadium. Lucky then, we're a wet weather side. <laughs> Golly, it's just not our year this year. But um, but then the uh, the, the delay due to, to lightning, that was uh, mm. that was uh, scenes scenes at Optus on Monday night, but this this winter has been uh has been one we'll never forget i don't think I don't, uh, it's just been incredible mm -hmm. so but uh more rain on the day on saturday hopefully hopefully there's the i think it said three to ten on the yeah. euro hopefully it's more of the three and uh we can uh we can maybe operate around a soft six on the saturday so makes you look at a couple of the wins from last week um and it now says zero to one bj oh. i've just updated it. it says zero to one so we may not be seeing any rain. Um, it may be closer to a uh, soft five if that's the case, if mm. we're going to have three dry days. In saying that, with the, the cold weather, the track doesn't dry out as quickly. I remember last time I thought it would probably get up to a soft five and it ended up a soft seven. So, um, yeah, even if it does play a soft uh, – does rate a soft five, I suspect um, – I suspect that uh, it'll still be – difficult to make ground okay race one is the amelia park lodge plate 1400 meters three-year-old set weights and penalties race i reckon there's a few industry participants who wish they had a runner in this race this. terry because it is there is seventy thousand dollars on the table here and it is well and truly up for grabs this is a northern maiden isn't it yep this is uh, the only horse to win a race is gorgeous gossip um yeah not for me 
This race? <laughs> Just This is the majority of them, not for me. I mean, like success plays the obvious one, but yeah, you lose Chris Parnham, um, which which all, I always am worried about. And you're the bubble cheek of BJ for me. It's just a it's a piece of gear. Which look, I'm happy to be on a horse at a certain price, but two dollars forty, two fifty. The bubble cheek are going on. And for those unaware, the bubble cheek is sort of burrs that tries to keep a horse going straight. So when it does sort of lay in, lay out. Yeah, they, it, they, they feel the pressure. They feel on the pressure, yeah. exactly right. So, so it's a it's a piece of gear which some horses can resent at times, you know, as well. So I'm sure that it's worked in in the in the in the bubble chica, but um yeah, look, success play on 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 the on form uh, from its last run and that very first run of its career should be difficult to beat. Um we got the price right a couple of weeks ago, Major. It was twenties into to nines or tens. Yep, that form race will be the best form race. But um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not taking two dollars fifty. But I can't really suggest much to beat it either. Yeah, it's one of those races, isn't it? Mm. I mean, Secret Deploy was scratched from. Actually, they both were. I think they, they just separated. Well, Secret. that made sense. I think they just separated Selavachi and Secret Deploy. Yeah, and I yeah. think the plan was one will go there, one will go there. So now the query has to be was, I think Clint Johnston Porter was on the pick of those two. I agree. So yeah. that might have been Selavachi. So I think he's gone on the second pick. Selavachi, all things being equal, should have probably been beaten by maximum impact with a senior on. So that form might be a slight query, but you don't need to be very good here no. to to win this race. So so yeah, so success play and secret deploy were both scratched from yesterday. I mean, it, it, you got to ask about the programming, especially for these early season three odds. I don't know why we had this basically the same race on the Wednesday and the Saturday. Mm. Um, that seems like we've sort of un unnecessarily race type on that Wednesday when you want to make your Saturday races as strong as possible. Exactly, but yeah. The, um, but yeah, it does look success plays race, all things being equal. However, do you really want to be diving in at the 260, 255? Yeah. And is, but is there anything that you want to be on to beat it? You know, like I think so. I think Secret Deploy can – we don't know how good it is. Yeah. I, I think it's shown enough, especially I love a Durant runner first up 1,400. Um, I thought both trials were great, even the one that's run 10th of 11. I thought that was a nice trial. Yep. Um, so we, but that guy could be good enough. Flower and the wind's one I'm, I'm happy to take on at 420. I think that's well under the odds um, yep. coming out of that maiden. Um, Kelly's Lassie with Pikey going back on. Forget the cow run. Yep. Vicky never saw any bit core, never saw any real clear daylight. She's so. never really able to build momentum, was nah, she? Yeah. I reckon Pikey will just go straight to the top yep. in a race without much speed. So a hot rail day, that might be difficult to, to get past with Pike going on for, for the apprentice and um, a horse that hasn't had any luck. Throughout its career, well supported in a in a northern maiden, um, northern or Pinjarra, Pinjarra maiden last start. Sorry, uh, born to born be, to be lucky, lucky was, uh, and that Pinjarra maiden was probably just as strong as this. Mm -hmm. Take out success play, and um, yeah, sat deep the trip at four dollars eighty. So, born to be lucky at, at the fourteen dollars. I'm looking at the moment, maybe represents a little bit of value, but uh, dearie me, Paige. Yeah, well, hats off to the connections you're able to bank some exactly some corner right. and if you can win this race and get some west speed on top then that almost pays for your horse really so but yeah from a tipping point of view in my leg up i went for success play to beat secret deploy that's what the market is suggesting as well um and yeah but really i think it's just a uh, watch on and just try and see how the track plays. yeah i'm just gonna i'm, I'm really excited because i haven't got a really got a pre pipe had a couple of little nibbles with brad um on me me tab twitch account um but i, I haven't got any um pre-post bets which is a real rarity i usually have three or four um that we try and get on through various sources um and i haven't got any so i'm really looking forward to bet fair if success plays backed into a dollar 90 type thing mm. might provide something i might be able to 
take some twenty dollars born to be lucky. I might get six dollars fifty secret deploy. I, I I don't know. They just it's just it's just a day where I'm willing to just just back a few horses pushing out. I'm, I'm willing to have a look at a pattern and go, wow, this is massive rail leader bias again. And there's a few horses later in the day we can we can say, okay, you're probably going to lead. You're a, you're a bit of a price. You're going to be leaders back and we can and we can play in that sort of manner. Um, so yeah, I, it's always nice if there isn't the early prices, you don't need to dive in. Betfair is going to play to 100% market. All these are playing to 125. Patience. Patience. Okay. I've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Race two, the free entry to Belmont Park handicap over 2,100 meters. Mm. Free entry, how good. Oh. Zaratai <laughs> and Treasured Crown, Mark Three. Yeah. Um, so far, the score reads Treasured Crown 2, Zaratai 0. Should be one all. And uh, if we go back to that run where Zaratai should have beat Treasured Crown, that was on a, um, that was on six? a soft six. So yeah. pretty similar to what we'll see on... Uh, on Saturday, and Zara Tight should have won that race, and Zara Tight meets Treasured Crown five kilos better. So Zara Tight for me, but I'm just wary that Treasured Crown might be a horse that continues to improve and improve and improve. It might um, just be the superior stayer as well. You potentially, know, so, yeah. I think I think they'll lead on Treasured Crown, maybe. Um, Bella's Idol comes across, but uh, look, the map probably isn't all that uh, all that important. I just think, um, yeah, Zara Tight. Another weight swing, uh, and, and perhaps the, I think the heavy ten might have been a bit too much. The wheels might have spun a little bit. Yeah. Well, Treasured Crown just got through it. Just, yeah, just I think uh, Treasured it. Crown. Go back to it trying on the heavy eight too. It showed you how much it, it liked. And no, Zaratite likes the wet conditions. Um, when yeah, Treasured Crown just seemed to get through it better. Yep. Uh, and um, I don't know, like it's so Treasured Crown's going for four straight. Zaratite's had four straight second placings. That worries as well. Yeah, though. that is a concern. You know, is so, he? Uh, is he? A, uh, yeah, almost. Is he an almost yeah. horse? I got two forty down as a bet for Zaratite, and that's yeah. how I'm looking at it. But to be honest, I really hope it doesn't trade that price. So I don't have to back it. You know, yeah, what I, I mean? was, was two thirty. Yeah. Um, I know. Do you know who will run third? Who will run third? Uh, Daylight. <laughs> Daylight yeah. run third. So if you can, if there's any fixed company on Cornellas or whatever, and you get even money at Cornella. What, be, what did you think of the opening nice price. price of Come Play With Me? Oh, on the, on, grow up. Grow up, Brad? Yeah, 100% grow up. The, I actually thought about it. When they went up 2 and 3.30, I was like, I would never, this is not like me at all. I thought, I can back both of them here yeah. and just have like a tiny little profit because, yeah, I'm going to regret this, but it's free money. That yeah. would have been free money. But, yeah, I'm not that desperate. That's a lie. I'm pretty desperate, but not that desperate at this mm. point in time. But yeah, Zara type for me. But uh, two forty, a bet price. Doubt I'll see it. Yeah, Zara type for me as well. Two thirty is what I'm uh, I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, the Cerise and White have three of the seven. I think Adam Durant's got three of the seven mm. as well. So um, yeah, just this is. I'm going to give that give Zara type the benefit of the doubt on the heavy ten. This is this Day -day. is crunch time mm. on uh, on Saturday for for Zaratite and uh, let's see if he can he can be the horse that we think he's uh, he is on Saturday. Race three is a Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over the fourteen hundred meters. Doesn't get much better, does no, it? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't get much better, does it? So. Uh, speed map, Blazing Passion, Apprentice on fifty one kilos leads. Um, blazing away, the two blazings. Yeah. I think BJ will end up uh, first and second. Just want to read a stewards report to you, BJ, from um, 
two, three starts ago with Blazing Passion. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Blazing uh, Away. Um, race Green, they went leading, blah, 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 blah. Ryder advised, and in his op- opinion, the gelding was unsuited to leading, so it led and found the fence and would race more tractably if it was able to position outside the leader or with cover. Um, trainer c- concurred with the comments of the rider and advised he would instruct for the gelding to be ridden in this manner in the future and would consider adding blink advisors to the gelding uh, for its next start. They've done that. They've breezed and um, added blinkers. Yeah, and it's um, and he's gone. He's gone super. Very interesting in that sense. I, I always love a horse that can go across, find the rail, and you know kick. But um, clearly, they think he, he races better with a horse underneath him. He can follow and. Um, that's definitely been the case. He, his last two wins, while he's only won a maiden and then a, the class three actually wasn't a bad class three, yeah. arguably a better race in this. Um, takeouts, maybe speedy miss uh, or beat the bell's top line form. But um, what I liked about that is he ran um, a really nice last 200. He was well held beating uh, the Michael Heaton bred superior eyes that day. Um, but the win at uh, the win at Belmont on the 28th of July went to the breeze. It was a day suited to on speed runners. But he's a gunslinger, had him um, basically dead and buried there, and um, he gave a big kick, and he ran the third quickest last two yeah. of the race. It was quite a mature win for a horse coming over, mate, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was, was a win of a horse that wins again, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, look, slightly drier track, uh, up to 1,400. I don't think the, up to 1,400 is a huge issue. He's actually by uh, the dam is Malaika. Mm. He's got out over a journey. So I don't think that's a huge issue. He's got blazing passion as his horse to follow on the inside, um, which has looked to be a bit of an important uh, recipe. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big one to dive in on a horse. It's just one its last two. But um, I think blazing away is the horse to beat. And, Speedy Miss Parks and Speedy Miss had a lot of chances this campaign, but um, again, the, the prices were there and now the prices aren't there, and I haven't had the opportunity to to get on. So I'll be hoping for for Betfair. Two seventy is not enough. I'm I'm three was, bucks. Was, Three dollars forty is a bet. What was the price me. for Blazing Away? Early? Four bucks. Okay. Four bucks, and it, I, it's understandable. I mean, it, to me, it and Speedy Miss stand out. Looks like magic. I think a lot of people will be taking on back on a slightly. Firmer going. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to respect the win in the mat, though. There's no reason it can't win again. Um, I like beat the bell. And then there's and there's beat the bell, who's going to be out the back first up fourteen hundred, and it's probably got the best top line form. Yeah, I just thought her, her <coughs> is it her beat the bell? For some reason I feel like uh, it is I'm universal there. ruler. Um, Mayor. Yeah. So beat the bell's form last prep was really really good, and I think she only won the one race. But was almost was a good thing beaten about two or three others. Uh, was, mm-hmm. But gets back, runs on, and was a lot of those runs were at Ascot, so traffic issues. Uh, there was it was just a prep where it was didn't quite maximise how well she was going with the uh, with the results. Uh, competing against much better horses than she's facing in this West Speed Platinum race on Saturday. I just thought Beat the Bell will be suited by the smaller field, ridden patiently by Kiri will probably be three back the fence, just just sort of uh, ambling along. And if Sharon Miller's got this horse tuned up to fire fresh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Beat the Bell's got some closing speed when she's Very on song. So. She, she could get, she could just run over the top of them late. Um, and that was, it was just, uh, but I thought that, I was sort of, Thought that I might get a bit better than it shows you the depth of the race yeah. when Blazing Passions nine fifty and beat the bell seven dollars fifty dollars. Yeah. And you know, is it? They're probably not underpriced. They're probably not that far from their market. Yeah, I'm just know? trying it's, to bring up my odds here. What did I have? Uh, I was. I was thinking she'd be an eight dollar chance. So yeah, yeah I was yeah. twelve. Beat yeah. the bell. Yeah. Um, 
I was 320 blazing away, beat the bell $8, and I had beat the bell on top in my in my leg up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, beat the bell, I just thought it might be a bit of value first up, and um, but sort of about right. might have a wobble. Yeah. The market yep. might have a wobble. The money, for me, the only horses that the money can really come for here are blazing away or speeding miss. Speedy so, miss, like, yeah. while I want my 330, 340, my, my gut tells me the money's going to come for blazing yeah. away. Speeding miss is deep into a campaign. Um, but in saying that, she jumps well. She can probably park on the back of blazing away, so... Mm. Yeah, it's not that exciting a race, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just hoping some 340 blazing okay. away to, to have the rest on. Okay. Uh, shout out to one of my uh, longest friends, Kate Kersley. She has just- She's tall, is she? She's, yes. She, that's the dad joke. That's something my dad would say. Hey, uh, so Katie just got her trainer's license during the week, mm. um, has been, uh, she was a harness uh, driver and trainer and she's been working for her father fred kersey in like a foreman four person capacity foreman woman capacity she's now got her own uh license to train with her own colors and she'll be settling up her first runner in locker in in uh this race on saturday so just uh good luck to katie and um yeah hopefully locker in can uh can run well in uh those flash new colors on uh saturday very good Mm. Uh, race number four, the Silk Veneer Panels Handicap. <laughs> Dear me, this horse might win by panels too. Yeah. Uh, over the 1,400 metres, a 65 plus. Um, look, there, there looks to be a reasonable amount of tempo on this race. Next stop, the moon. I think you'll see from the 1,700 back to the 1,400 a real aggressive ride. Uh, he resented last start when Christy found the top after a good spirited betting move. Um, he resented sort of trying to be restrained. Mm-hmm. So I expect Joey to try and let him roll. Peppy Jack doesn't like to be crossed and they do like to ride him um, in clean air. So I suspect uh, they might even try and kick up there. So there, there should be a reasonable little tempo on. Recharge, it will finally not get caught deep to start, <laughs> you'd think. She the was- poor bugger just keeps getting... Um, uh, keeps getting shunted out wide. Um, could, could could recharge with three wide no cover from barrier three. Well, sure. Miss Maranta no. managed to go forward last start, <laughs> yeah. so it's look, it's not impossible. But gee whiz, no, I think I think recharger gets a little sit in here. <laughs> yeah. um, Who's due for one? Yeah, I, I think I think there's only two horses I really want to. Well, actually, it's, it's there's, there's a few to discuss here. But mm-hmm. Nobel Lawrence's just ticks every box there possibly is. That last win, I know it got the rails run, but it's hard to do that. It's yeah. hard to get up on the rail and accelerate, and that rail ended up not being the best place that day. Uh, as we saw, Bad Wolf got up on that rail and 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 hit the line okay-ish, and then comes out next start and wins really well. I think that sort of that was a good indication of exactly where that rail so, was. So Rain of Fire ran third in that race. Jedi Mind. Jedi Mind has run ran fourth. fourth. This yeah. this is that time of the season where these three year olds um, now start racing against the older horses, and we saw Rain of Fire, and we'll talk about that horse later come out and won by three or four lengths yeah. la, two weeks ago or last week, two weeks ago. Um, but you do need to remember that it beat nothing that day, the way the race panned out. The but, horse- but you're right. When they race in those three-year-old, it, it's hard to – sometimes it's hard to really work out where they sit. But you see a horse like the Spruker yeah. who went who went bang-bang in three-year-old company and then won three in a row against the older horses yeah, exactly. in ratings races. So you get a line through horses yeah. like um, Hot Zed has come out and raced against the older ones. Ginger Baker, a three-year-old yeah. that's come out and been more than competitive against the older horses. Billy Ain't Silly um, who came out and raced against – Smacked them, so yeah. They're just, they're just better, you know. So um, I'm expecting – look, this this is you've, – you've got the conditions again. You've got the speed in the race and the speed's not all that – Great. So it's not that much to chase. The field isn't that big. You got the wizard. You got Pike on for Lucy on a sit and sprinter. You're down a kilo in, in for me, what's an easier race. Um 
and your 1300 up to 1400 which i think you'll find will be nobel lawrence's pet trip this there isn't a horse that probably ticks more boxes yeah. on the card than nobel lawrence so um dollar yeah. 95 best available i'm a dollar 80 yeah um i'm not going to be backing unless i get 230 240 even then like if we get that real hot I, i'm wary it's from a smaller yard as well dad dean skipworth is doing a huge job to dean or deanne i just wanted to dean dean, dean, dean yeah. is doing a huge job um, since its return to his stables, uh, was with Jason Pateman before. Yeah, he that. he he bred Noble Lawrence. Yep. Okay, yeah, okay, he bred Noble he, Lawrence. He, remember, I think Dean used to train Miss Flirty Gertie. Remember Miss Flirty Gertie? Yeah, and Black yeah. Fries too. No, yeah. McFlirt. Black, black Fries. Black Black Blacksmith. Oh, black Blacksmith. Blacksmith. Uh, yes. Sorry, yes, he did train Blacksmith. Yeah. Yes, he's a nice sprinter. Uh, Dean Skipworth did train Blacksmith. Correct. Um, but yeah, I just you don't want to be. One thing I was and I was talking to. Um, someone about this the other day is one thing I'm doing on this and I was t- talking to you about it before as well one thing I like to do on this later season track is I don't want to dive into too many things that are even money because mm-hmm. you just get you get that unreliability in the surface and, and I think if you're diving into 10 even money pops you're only going to get three or four of them up which means you're going to lose over those 10 bets so look if, if Betfair gives us a bit of a wobble and we see some 240 250 yeah, happy days a bit like Will Chino I'll, I'll, I'll have a play but um, yeah I don't mind watching it go around and and winning without me if it's a dollar ninety type thing um, Ukbar Ted BJ two, two lengths behind son of a god at the 300 in a trial and two lengths behind Samizdat and beat them both home like what 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 and you see the trial before that behind um downfall the ukbars and correct me if i'm wrong i'm probably the wrong person to be discussing this because breeding isn't my thing but um the ukbars go really well on rain effector traditionally as well i know his 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 numbers there aren't huge on rain effector but mm-hmm. they were earlier career when he wasn't yeah the same when he horse. wasn't with color webster either um but yeah that, that trial was just those two trials were just too good far to out win wasn't it? yeah mm-hmm. i just saw and i'm just looking through the odds here we've it's it's very hard to 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 time everything correctly, but there was as much as fifteen dollars. That would have been the bet each way. Ukbar Ted three or three dollars out of place, nine fifty now across the trap. So I'm what was I a dollar eighty odd and seven dollars Ukbar Ted. So it's nearly a bet. But I was, uh, that, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to back against Nobel Lawrence. I was two dollars Nobel Uk. Eight dollars. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So we're in a similar boat, but in I mean, I from barrier seven, uh, a Lactar is probably going to have to come from behind or the same spot as Nobel Lawrence. It's going to have to run a career PB, you'd think, to beat yep. Nobel Lawrence. Which, to me, the trial suggests it's going to run a career PB. And the stable's going good. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So look again, I'm going to wait for Betfair here. I'll either be backing Ukbar Ted each way. I'll be backing Nobel Lawrence saving Ukbar Ted, or I'll just be backing Nobel Lawrence. I'm going to let Betfair dictate how I go about this race. Are we going to have the Ashley Money Mailey conversation, Terry? Yeah, he's he, he has he has Megazone engaged. Who was sort of three wide and cover the entire and still might have been a good spot. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. but did give the winner the card up Rain and Fire last start. But let's have a let's have a look here. So Some numbers. Let's have a look here. So last Saturday. Ashley Maley saddled up, Megadon, winner, Bad Wolf, winner, Sluke's Box, winner, and then yesterday at Belmont, Blue Horse, winner, and Jag the Joker, winner. Popcorn Tender tends to fours. Ran well. third. Yeah, Stock Taker <laughs> ran second. Red Publisher ran second in the Narwini. Mm. Uh, and um, so in so in a week, Ash Maley's saddled up, what, five winners? Yeah. Um, and he's got Easy a few. Game. Did you? Because you you're on Bad Wolf two back, yeah. 
I was on Bad Wolf too, but yep. Yeah. Uh, we, we said last week he was. I priced him favourite. I mentioned that. I, I just had Arnie's boy as a big right. I mean, just trying to remember. And I got yeah. the map you, opposite. Yeah. I thought I had Arnie's boy one one and Bad Wolf back where Arnie's was. Arnie went super. I thought, yeah. considering the way the race was run, Joey just. I was a little bit frustrated. I thought in the first 20, 30, 40 minutes of the race, he was really happy to be last. There was no intent to, yeah, to it be was, there. But, but it was a low-pressure race and then they yeah, just sort it was of, just, Yeah, but it was just well, – yeah, there was no intent to land in the 1-1 one, one as, as yeah. I sort of thought they'd been. I think that Kate got that wrong on Mr. Delegator as well, yeah. going that slowly. Yeah. That's You're just taking away a horse's strength to some degree. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah so, funny race. so Ash, Flying. It's fair to say that Maley was – there was the winners They're were, winning the well, winners were few and far between. And then things got really kick-started the day. It was the 17th of July when both uh, all-day sessions, skin and tins, won. Mm-hmm. And then the things really started to ramp up since then. And, and at the moment, he's just about the hottest stable going around. So It definitely is the hottest stable. Or say and, and along, and so, well, um, sorry, mate. The blue horse was double figures. Well-backed. Um, Stock take well back. box was almost double figures. Well backed. Like, yeah. Money's coming. Yeah. All I'll say about Megazone is it has bled. Um, I'm good in front of me. Um, it has bled ratings points. Yep. Um, this campaign, like they've absolutely, it's absolutely shed them. Mm-hmm. It's probably now at its pet trip. It's coming off a good run. If, if Megazone finds its best form with this type of weight that the rest of these have all had, um, yeah, it'll it'll definitely run a race for you. But again, I, I think Barrier Five, Nobel Lawrence is in six. It's probably only going to be a, a horse in front of Nobel Lawrence. So, but yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not willing to put a line through any of uh, Ash Maley's. Uh, it peaked at a rating of 76. It is now a 66. So yeah, five kilos. Mm-hmm. So if it was in this race um, at the start of this prep, well, when it was at a peak rating, it'd be carrying 59 and a half. Now mm. it's got 54 and a half. Interesting. Mm. All right. So yeah, we'll just get a good guide about Noble Lawrence and uh, and uh, see whether this horse is uh, just how good he is on, on Saturday. Not that this is a great field, but it's just a nice little stepping stone for him moving into his four year old season. So yeah, um, yeah. We'll just, hopefully, there's a bit of uh, bit of meat on the bone on Betfair on the Betfair Exchange, Betfair.com.au. Realistically, finds a back of Megazone who takes him into the race, and the rail isn't too red hot. He could put a little gap on him. Yep. There is the the possibility that um, you yeah. could you could see Pipe just sort of yeah. smother peel. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, this yeah. is the type of horse when you get any jockey to Pike, they they tend to find an extra length. And this horse doesn't need to find the length, so yeah. it's it's very hard to bet against. I, I'd love to make an each way case megazone, or as I just talked about with Ukbar Ted, um, but it's it's just it's hard to bet against the horse. You think is going to put something on him, you know? Okay, so I suppose it's uh, hard to bet against a dual mastermind winner. Very, very much so. Tom Wolf, he's going to go for three straight. He's taking on Mitch McClenny. Mm. Should we get these fellas on the phone? Yeah, let's get them on. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. That's right, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, if you happen to be up in the neighbourhood, up in the hills, drop in, uh, Ian Bushy O'Connor, the publican, he will roll out the red carpet, say good day, let him know you're a one-one listener. It's all happening up there at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere, plenty going on, and uh, yeah, it's just a ripping joint, the Mundaring Hotel. So, uh, Terry, mastermind last week. Tommy Wolf, he held off a brave. Would you say he was brave, Pete nah, Antonitz? Weak as piss, I thought Pete was. Hey, weak as piss. He stepped in late. He did. And he uh, he took he, he took it Didn't right up. Him. He was was he two one up and lost? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Two one up. Through it, I reckon. Yeah, two one up, and he got uh, swamped late. But uh, Tom Wolf, that was two wins on the trot for him. But uh, today, Tommy will be lining up against Mitch McClenny. Mitch, welcome to the one one. G'day, boys. Good to have you, Mitch. Uh, how's the confidence levels going in? Have you, have you been for a couple of morning froffies at the uh, the Mount Henry? I know you don't mind. Uh, I, just looked, I just looked you up on Twitter, actually. I've seen that many of your tweets. I don't know how I don't follow you because they must uh, they must all pop up. But uh, the lads don't mind jagging the Joker and don't mind a uh, a froffy at the Mount Henry. Don't blame you. It's only five minutes. Uh, yeah, no, you've got the nail on the head there. Haven't been for any froffies this morning. I thought Ooh. I'd better be in somewhat of a good state to. See how I can go on this. So there we go. So, Mitch, is it is it right that you're one of uh, Chris Nation's crew out at the out at Perth Racing? One of his uh, yeah. one of his merry band of trackmen. Yeah, I am. I'm just there a couple of days a week helping him out. Obviously, sad to see him go, but yeah, no, nah, it's been good. Did you uh, lead the the revolt to push him out the door so you could take the top <laughs> job, Mitch? Or what was the plan there? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. Definitely okay. not. All right. And oh, bullshit. And Mitch. Uh, I see that there's some McClannies in a horse racing at Belmont on Saturday. Red hot tip. Is that is that you, M. McClanny, in the ownership of that horse? Yeah, it is. Tiny little share. A tiny little share, yep. So who, who are the other McClannies in, in that? Is that you? Uh, my, uh, it's the whole family, actually. The yeah. whole family's got a little share in it. couple of nice trials yeah. there, Mitch. Are we, uh, are we having a bet first up or what? Uh, no, not first up, I don't think. We're uh, just going okay. for a look. He wants a price, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two trials and go first up from it, Barrier One with Beaver Wheeler on, and not it, have a bet. Come it, on, well, you get my money. If it, if it comes out <laughs> on, chance, if it comes out on uh, Tommy Johnson or Riley Morgan's uh, yeah, exactly tipping right. sheet, then we know that we've been uh, given the look away handball here by Mitch. <laughs> hey, uh, mate, uh, thanks again for jumping on the mastermind, and uh, we better welcome back carry dual carryover champion mm. Tom Wolf, Tommy. Chasing, hey boys, how are we? Chasing three peat, mate. Yeah, getting a bit nervous. I'm not sure, sure you had to pull in the big guns in Mitch, but uh, we'll see how we go. Only uh, two wins away from equaling uh, Pricey. Is it Pricey on four? No. The H, uh, sorry. Fraser. Uh, the H train. Gee whiz, only uh, two wins away from equaling the H train on uh, on four wins. And uh, look, if it's a tie um, on four wins, and there'll be two seats, obviously, to the big Christmas party at the end of the year. So that, that's got to be the end goal. But uh, as a confidence levels to get parts uh, – the Mount Henry's finest. Yeah, I'm not sure. The boys, they know what they're talking about, these boys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest. Young gun mafia, these fellas, aren't they, Tommy? Hey, um, mate, your old man, Brett Wolf, he won the Get Out Stakes. Yeah, he was, he was happy about it as well, this fella. But, um, he's down in Elby, so they might end up in my fridge, I reckon, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm lucky. <laughs> Big chance, big chance they will, mate. So, nah, uh, you're a good sport, Tommy. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping back on and uh, attempting to win a third straight mastermind. So, let's rock uh, and roll, eh? Let's rock and roll. Just uh, just a reminder to you fellas that your names are your buzzers, and your buzzers are your names, and your buzzers are correct. Yes, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right. Challenger, are you ready? Yeah, ready to go. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, ready. Would have wanted a bit more in that next time, like a little bit more venom in your voice there, Beach. Oh, I'll just work a bit yeah, next time. But a bit, that's always uh, room for improvement, isn't there? Three, two, one. Question one: How many Perth Cups has Peter Hall won? Bit Tom. 
Mitchell. Uh, two. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, three seconds. Three. Three. Tommy, bang. All right. Peter Hall has won on Black Tom, Delicacy and Star Exhibit. Question two. In what race did Superstorm have his last start in at Rose Hill in October 2020? Mitch. Mitch. In a photo. Uh, was it a golden eagle? Yes. There we go. Ooh. 1-1. One, one. I like his tactic here. Get in early and then back yourself in to have yeah. a second to think about it. 1-1. One, one. Question three. Name the horse that finished unplaced as a $1.65 favourite in last year's Belmont Newmarket. Tuffy. Yeah, I've got nothing. I'm trying yeah. to stunt here. I couldn't get this one either. Three, two, Mitch. one. Mitch. Mitch. Uh, free trade. Oh, oh, he's got the Google. Did you hear that in the background? I heard the, the fingers yeah, coming away there. Oh, dearie me. All right, we're going to pay it. We're pay it. All right. Yeah. Two, Mitch. One, Tom. Question four. At what venue did Peter Hall record his the two group one triumphs of his career? Tom. Mitch. Tom. Tommy. Morfittville. There we go. I love a good two-all. I love a good tie-breaker. Now consider which question we're going with. Consider the best one. We've got a list here. You guys have been too good. Yeah. All right. We've got to go with your one, I think, Guru. All right. After last, oh, is this multiple choice? Yeah, after last week's uh, right. sort of a bit bit of a wishy-washy end of the mastermind. Maybe give him an option to have a crack without the multiple choice. Yeah. And then we'll give – there is a multiple choice option, but you're welcome to go before the options. But BJ will stop reading instantly. Is that correct? Yeah, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah, we don't really like doing multiple choices, but we'll go with this. Okay. This is for the win. Delicacy. The champ, she won 12 races from 19 starts. How many of those were with Peter Hall in the saddle? Four. Tom. Tommy. I reckon it was three. And BJ, I'll read the Tom. rest of the question now. Four, five, or six? Mitch. Mitchell. Three. Uh, we'll two. Go five. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you'd get yeah. that one. Six wins. Six, Six from eight. Eight rides? Six from eight rides, I think. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Impressive stuff, wasn't it? I think they were all features too, or at least five features. All right, here we go. Who rode Come Play With Me to win the 2019 Group 1 Mitch. Metro? Tom. Mitchell. Brent, Brenton Abdullah. Oh, he's done oh, it. He's well. done it. Oh, he's done it. Mitch was that was, the question was, who rode come play with me to win the 2019 Group 1 Metrop at Randwick in October? Brenton Avdullah and Mitch was first cab off the rank. Congratulations, Mitch. You are the new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Beauty. Cheers, boy. How does it feel? Oh, it feels good. I was getting a fair bit of stick from a fair few blokes, so it's good to get it off the back. Oh, he's got a bit of a spring in his step. Yeah, you can hear it, it in his he voice. But, Tommy, you're, you're a tremendous, uh, tremendous competitor. Uh, you ran into a better one on the day, but um, I, I presume you're going to be firing in the protest about the length of time taken to answer the free, free trade, trade question. question. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of suspicion there, but no, nah, it's right. Riley Capararo gave me a plug. He did. <laughs> he did. To get you on the show? 
Hey, about the free trade getting beat because I reckon I probably backed it that day when it opened. <laughs> <laughs> I think I backed it. It's, paid, well. it's paid for itself in the end. There you go. <laughs> I think I took the red. Yeah, yeah. I think I took the red figures as well. Tommy Wolf, uh, thanks again for being a tremendous mastermind. Yeah. Uh, the uh, ho- hope to see you up at the Mundaring very very soon. Uh, that uh, second one hundred dollar gift voucher is in the mail, mate. And um, but uh, yeah, all the uh, to the winner. To the victor goes the spoils, and Mitch McClaney is the new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Uh, Tommy, thanks again. Mitch, will you be available to uh, come on next Thursday? Uh, yeah, I'll make sure I'm available. <laughs> I had to think about we'll it. To, we'll have to talk to Chris Nash. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> well, I'm just going to make sure I'm not working, but yeah, I'll sort that out. <laughs> I've, I've silenced the doubters now, so uh, yeah, no, I don't need to come back on. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Tommy, and uh, we'll speak to you next week, Mitch. Beautiful. Yeah, thank Catch you. Good on you, Mitch. We've got a new mastermind, Terry, Mitch McClanny. Yeah, it was pretty clinical. Another two-aller. I'm thoroughly enjoying the, the two-allers. Now um, wider. Yeah, it gives, a, it gives us a bit of a bit of a showpiece question to go mm. with. But uh, no, that was that was a clinical uh, clinical effort, and I reckon he might be around for a few more weeks. Yeah. Early call. I've given him the kiss of death. Yeah, I think he's one of those one of those young fellows who is just all he does is uh, watch races and uh, has a, totally immersed himself in the game. So if he's uh, he'll be celebrating at the Henry tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be celebrating, yeah, for sure. But uh, Mitch McClanny, he is the new WA Racing Mastermind, and that uh, yeah that one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel in the mail, Mitch, and uh, we'll be talking to him next Thursday as he tries to make it two on the bounce. Race five, Crown Perth Handicap, 1,000 metres, graduation. One, uh, one, one Metro win. Mm. Uh, Strathmore Rose was uh, the subject of very strong support resuming two weeks ago in an almost identical assignment. Well, had every chance, peeled out, looked home, and then, as often happens, William Pike timed his run to perfection on Blazing Billy and edged out, and the punters were uh, from a, weren't rejoicing. Put it that way. From a betting point of view, it's a, it wasn't actually all that was. So it, it was Brad that's gone up, I think, five bucks last week, and then everyone else went up about three. Ended up jumping bet fair about four four fifty. Um, so it actually got out. So a the little early, bit. the early, yeah. Yep. And yeah. And then this week, Brad went up six, I think, um, which looked a little bit wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked very wild actually. And then it, everyone else has gone up around three twenty, three thirty, I think. And now it's into two eighty. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see what happens here. But uh, or what I. What I foresee here is this race being run and won over the 1,000 metres by horses on speed mm-hmm. in a nice map. I thought Blazing Billy first, Law, and who was the third horse in that photo, Beach Strathmore Rose. Strathmore. <clears throat> I thought that was suited by the fact that to rise again, Sassy Trader and um, Express Time chopped each other throughout, and that, that were the sort of the three sitting who came past them. So if Blazing Billy and first, Law, go back from barriers seven and barriers nine, nine, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that they can win the race, especially with the little weight swings here. So mm-hmm. three dollars forty, five dollars fifty. Couple of little, put a little, little line through those two, and um, yeah, Strathmore Rose uh, should grab the back of Olga Louisa, who looks your only leader over a thousand meters, which is always a very nice position to be in. And then probably the horse we don't know all that much about, who who could elevate, and, and the stable's going super. Um, Hell's is Bell. Hell's Bell, yep. who, who split, um, who finishes behind Vedette Star, and. Charlton Eddy, who was racing well at the time, yep. um, last campaign. That was a so, thousand metres at Ascot, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With with the smother that day, so um, yeah, that that for me 
is just about your race. Amelia's Bedelia won one. It's out to 20 bucks now. I'm mm. 11, 12, Amelia's Bedelia. Not, it's not a horse I really want to back, um, to be honest with you, but very price dictated. So, uh, yeah. Well, look. Okay, so why do you think Brad went up $6? If I said to you, Shrathwell Rose written by Chris Parnham, what price would Brad have gone up, do you think? Uh, well, the, the Maddie, the Maddie thing. While well, the two kilos is nice, I prefer Chris without the claim or a senior without the claim. Yeah. Um, that that might have been his thinking. I haven't spoke to him about it. that. Might have been his thinking why it was a six dollar chance in his mind. Um, look, I, I'm with, with my thinking in this race. I'd blazing Billy sort of 10, 11 bucks, first floor 21. Push them so out, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wildly different. I'm still 330 Strathmore Row, so it's currently not a bet for me at the, at the 280. Um, I didn't expect this one to ever go up even a consideration for a price in that yep. sense. Um, but, yeah, Strathmore Rose's numbers uh, on the data are very strong, um, even if you discount her Albany wins and just look at the, the efforts in town, the mm -hmm. most recent and the one back uh, behind I See Red, I See Red earlier this year. Um, they're really strong and, um, yeah, I suspect she's a supported runner. Um, it'll it'll probably end up leading to, from a betting point of view, the leader getting out to maybe nine, ten bucks on Betfair and, and that's your each way go, Olga Louisa. Yeah, like, that's, the, that's the way I went. Yeah, look, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, she's, I'm, I'm five sixty Olga Louise. So the seven fifty looks nice, but I'm, again, I'm not diving in. I don't, yeah. I'm not too perturbed about being on at seven fifty. She's not the sort of horse that's going to get. Um, no, you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think so. No, and her numbers suggest there's not going to be a huge, huge amount of support for her either. Um, so. Yeah, look. But I, she's going to lead, right, Olga Louisa? She will lead. She'll have Hell's Bell in the breeze. And I know Hell's Bell's a horse. Um, it's, it was famously reefed that day. Um, I see red lead. So it's a horse they <laughs> they prefer to ride with cover. I think fresh over the thousand, you've just got to go to the breeze here and not try and be. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a very sticky spot with a couple of quickish ones like Amelia Bedelia mm -hmm. and Bedouin Bell um, can even go quickish. Strathmore Rose underneath, you're going to end up in a sticky spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she gives a kick. It is just about the fact that I think Olga Louise gives that kick, and there is, or there should be room for Maddie to peel out yeah. on Strathmore Rose yeah. and and uh, and come at Olga. But um, yeah, and then the fifty nine and a half against the fifty five and a half after the claim. I think that'll be telling late. But um, yeah, it may be a case of Olga Louise going around tens and threes and going yeah. new beauty. Let's let's have an each way cracker because yeah? that that would get me for a good size bet. Okay, yeah, I, I like Olga Louise. I don't think she's doing a lot wrong. She comes back. She's been a length and a half. Dear Dollarats are in seventy two plus company. Prior to that, one in this grade over the one thousand mm -hmm. meters. Mare in form finds the front rails. Um, Back to the true, she's going to give a good kick and might be a bit, might be over the odds as well. And yep. a bit, bit un unfashionable stable, sort of Jason Whiting. Um, I expect money to keep pouring in for Strathmore Rose uh, as the, the closer we get to start time. I think there's going to be a lot of support for for her, which might kick out Olga Louisa even further, especially if, on the Betfair Exchange. It'd be interesting if we see a little rail bias in the first yeah. one or two. You might want to pull the trigger if she's around that seven, eight, nine dollar mark, though, yep. because the money does follow biases. Cool. I, I thought it was there was two in it. I thought it was Olga Louisa in front and Strathmore Rose getting peeling and getting the last crack at her. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought Olga Louisa with that sort of toughness and the form that she's in might be able to hold uh, Strathmore at bay. But in saying that, I might have had a bit of a negative mindset against Strathmore just with the riding change. But um, no, I'm, I'm but, bang on with you yeah. with the with the um, with the two chances. I've really narrowed it down to those two. I. Uh, 
I, I initially priced Ogilvy as a favourite, but then with the yeah. sprint races, I'm trying to become more. The, the data side of things is really, really interesting when you're looking at horses from different um, form lines. And over the sprint races, it's actually quite reliable. So I'm trying to, instead of being an arrogant uh, Arawa and uh, what's the word I'm after? Um, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to utilize it a little bit more rather than just thinking I, I know more. So um, and yeah, it was very strongly towards towards Strathmore. Um, but yeah, very uh, yeah happy to be on Olga Louisa, and I'd love to see a little bit more. So mm. let's see what the market does. Blazing Billy will Blazing Billy will naturally um, be supported with Pikey on, so he should stay in the market, which. Allow some prices. And first law will be in the market, no doubt. Yep. Yep. Uh, what price were you, Olga Louisa? Eight dollars. Oh, you were eight bucks. Yeah. Oh, so we've still got to wait. Yeah. Since what? What? You were you were probably thinner, Blazing Billy first law. Yeah. I, I just don't have a way first law wins a race. I thought it was well held last start, despite where it came from. I, I think the run probably looked better than it was. Yeah. Yeah, for, uh, which horse are you talking about? First Law or Blazing Billy? Both. Both. Yeah, First Law was funny. He looked like he was going to drop out and run last. Mm. He was, just couldn't go on the bend. Yeah. And then when he got balanced up, he sort of flashed home. But I don't know about First Law. He can he can beat me. Yeah, he can, he beat, can me. beat me too. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right. Race number six, the Devil's Lair Handicap, 1,600 metres. Uh, 16. Sort of, another sort of funny old race, isn't it? Like – they're all funny. We've got two genuine 501 pops down the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so, and then. Remember the day Purist won at 200 to 1 after yeah. I didn't back to winner all day? Did you back it that day? Did you? <laughs> You're joking. Us. <laughs> you, That's, yeah. You, you must, ask Dane Hollingworth. You must have got, Dane Hollingworth about my behavior. You must have gotten the Richie Bell mail. Uh, that was funny, yeah, wasn't it? it? Was Listening to that call, he just, yeah, it was never going to, never going to lose. That's probably the greatest get out you're ever going to. Talk about. We're at the pub, so I'm betting more than I should have. I had a couple of frothies and um, had them back to winner all day and yeah, get out and purist in the last. Would have got the quaddy. There was a race before that. It was Neurologic and Free Trade, and they were the two favourites. They yeah. were um, Neurological. Yep. Neurologic. Neurological. Anyway, um, and it was – they were the two favourites, and I um, I went one out um, with Neurologic. Free Trade beat me, and one of the other legs was about 30, 40, 50 to one as well. Oof. It was It was – Oh, it was it was a half million dollar result. It was a half million dollar result. But the problem is, I did it with Top Sport, and they pay out max one hundred thousand. So that's all I would have got. But that's okay. I would have probably copped that. Or actually, no, it would have been flat. Yeah, <laughs> no, it would have been flat. But yeah, I didn't collect a cent. But um, on another day, I'd probably take the pair. I oh. just um, yeah, that particular day, I was near. I think it was my best. So, um, and it ran second. So there you go. Always remember that, mm. as you probably would. But yeah, you're right. Two hundred dollar pops. Two hundred dollar pops. Three hundred dollar pops. Yeah, um, but then but then the first seven saddle plus you could sort of half make a case for for most of them if you if you wanted to. But uh, I think there's some deduction we need to work on here. For me, vital flirt paddock time. So no, I, I I thought it's it was a victim of circumstances last Saturday. Yeah, uh, it was four eighty into four dollars something like that. The money came. It was that funny race that we were just talking about with Arnie's boy. It was the Black Wolf race. Yeah, they and, were. And Nelson's they, flight decided and he, he didn't want to go. That was horrible tactics yeah. on Nelson's flight. That yeah. was. Yeah, that made the list. That was um, just, just, just. You well, just I think, I think, just uh, do not understand. Kate Southern was basically saying, like, lead. lead. Yeah, I'm happy to take you back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, Nelson. Yeah, that was wild stuff on Nelson's flight. So I don't know. Like, I just felt like he would, even its last 200 stood up on the day from a sexual point of view. Yep. So I'm not ready to give up on the vital flirt just yet. Drops, mm -hmm. drops three kilos. Uh, I just think that might have been a bit of 
a bit of a forgive run, but um, that's not the way I'm going. But um, but yeah, I just um, I just thought I just thought Born to Try is going to get the map fresh. Uh, it's pre- awesome. Pretty it's smart horse, and I, I reckon I reckon it's gonna it's gonna be really hard to beat. Yeah, just mapping Born to Try. I, I was thinking. Um, it's a horse that can, can be a bit, we, we yeah. had a pretty big bet first that last campaign and it just didn't step and it was back last, you know. So that was a that was a race won by that horse of Adam. What was it called? Fiery Water or something? Yeah, yeah. Fiery Water, yeah. So look, it's a yeah, it's a chance. Um it's gonna it's always it's a horse that's always gonna be under my odds, a little freshen up mile. Uh, four bucks. That's just going to be a horse that's under my odds. That's always yep. going to be the way I punt. Lonsdale Lady, once it has a little setback in a prep. Um, Elevated temperature. Yeah, for me, the 440s unders there. It's it's form. It's last win is better than all these. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that was a certain race style on a heavy eight or nine. Um, it can win, but 440, no thanks. I'm, I'm 950 Lonsdale Lady of Idle Flirt, which sort of opened up some other options for me. Yep. Mr. Mount Walker, is, it's almost immoral to get the 1-1 one, one for yeah. Barrier 7. Yeah. Um, I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope they... So, um, Nucky, yep. Pete Nucky was very positive, so yeah. he can he can come across the others and use them to find oh, a spot. He should yeah. just it's just such a good map for yeah. Mr. Mount Walker to spot the awkward draw. So it runs its honest race and finishes first four. I don't know if it's got the killer blow to win a race like this. That's my general feel. And, and losing Sean McGrady at the moment with the form that Sean's in is is a negative for the horse. Um, living the dreams under the odds at thirteen dollars. It's look the one week back up up to the mile is suitable, but it looks to me a few runs away. Even if it's at this level, I, I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it won't lead either. Have you got Kelly's Callista holding the front, BJ? I do. Yeah. They're, come, they're, they're drawn alongside each other. So living the dream is going to have to burn if it wants to cross Kelly's Callista. Yeah, and I can't see it. And, they can't see it happening. and yeah. especially with um, the apprentice on Kelly's, I don't think there'll be instructions to let living the dream go and race off it. So yeah. uh, I think Kelly's Callista leads living the dream, the breeze proxy on its back. Yep. So straight away I look at this race and I go, well, I think Kelly's Callista is in better form than living the dream and it can shake it off. Yep. I think. Proxy on its back is obviously a great thing for Kelly's Callisto. So straight away, we're back to the true position with the rail. I think Kelly's Callisto is going to give a nice kick with horses like Lonsdale Lady, Vital Flirt um, out the back. Per- Picture Perfect probably ends up on the back of Proxy um, in, a, in a sticky spot. And then Born to Try is a difficult one to map, but it's it's probably going to be um, back behind a few of them as well. So I think Kelly's Callisto can give a pretty big kick. It's, it's run two seconds, uh, both suitable – Conditions, but there's no reason these won't be suitable conditions again. Um, and with, uh, with, so it's been beaten, uh, beaten by the Spruker. The Spruker, the Spruker, yes. Yeah. And who ran third last start? Beaten four lengths. Uh, who was that? Red Publisher. Oh, yes, it was too. Yeah, it was yeah. Red Publisher back in third. So that was a heavy 10. And I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, f- I'm fairly loose with that form. I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, not overly bothered about being all that. Fun- but, but the thing is, its previous start it was beaten 0.1 a length of Spruker again. Mm. I know that was a very suitable map, but there's no reason this probably won't be again. So it was. So we're trying to poke holes in form, but that's the form. That's this is this is where yeah. we're at this Belmont winter. That's yeah. that's that's what we're dealing with. So. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And it carried um, a kilo and a half less than the Red Publisher, who's come out and. Just about won the the Narwini, a feature race last week, albeit um, the one that didn't carry any weight and the yeah. stable is low flying. So, um, yeah, the form makes complete and utter sense. I love who's on its back. I love the fact the horse in the breeze, I think it's going better than living the dream. Um, so, yeah, I think it goes to the top, gives it gives it a shake. Look, I, I think Picture Perfect improves here. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to forgive that last run on a cold inside pad on a on – a, it didn't have a card up either. There was no horse that took it into it. The Spruker was on the back of Kelly's Callisto, one or two or three horses off the fence, and that was the spot to be that particular race. So I, I think Picture Perfect um, improves with the shades on, um, on a rail, which I think you'll want to be on. 
by race six, we'll need to watch and see what happens. Um, but the fact is you've got proxy in between them and it's only 360, which is, um, yeah, just a little thin for me. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've marked it's $3.70. This is a 92, so I've actually lowered my percentage of this market mm -hmm. and I've got some – Three seventy-five picture perfect, four dollars eighty Kelly's Callisto. Yeah, you know, some just don't really want to back a horse, but to me, it just makes sense the way I'm talking about it. You know, Kelly's yeah. Callisto just gets that. It, it it shakes and gives you a kick. You just um, hope that you just hope that Victoria Culver's really positive early, you know, and just um, make sure that she she holds the lead. I think exactly right. Yeah. I, it was nine fifty across the board a minute ago. I'm yet to have a cent on. I'd love to see that type of price would make me feel really good. Eight fifties. Uh, it's still refined and yeah. I'll, I'll still be on. But, um, yeah, for me, it's either each way Kelly's Callisto or backing Kelly's Callisto and Picture Perfect. I'll probably go for the latter and not go each way and and, um, and, and Dutch that pair, um, hoping that we see some 5 bucks or four fifty Picture Perfect late. BJ. Okay. Born to try for me. I was three sixty and favourite. Uh, currently $4.00. Is returning from a freshener, but I like Brad Parnham on. I think Brad can get this horse to step hold a midfield running position, get sort of carded into the race and and uh, get last crack at him. It doesn't – it's rarely far away at the end of its races. I think it's had 18 starts for 14 top three finishes. I think you're going to get a really good bang for your buck with Born to Try. I always that, like a good bang for your buck. That last win with Keshaw on – I know it was 2200. It was a funny old race, beat True Attraction. There was a big weight swing and all that, but that was, <laughs> it was such a huge run. And the start before – Terry's still – I think that was the one where you stormed off course, actually. I did, yeah. uh, That was the day that we, yeah. <laughs> William – Worst day of my life. William Pike uh, sort of got, um, got, got it a bit wrong and it ran third, should have won. So got I don't know. Bit, I think this, I think this horse's record should be even a little bit superior than what it is. But Born to Try could be a horse on the rise and um, might just make – might just go bang and kick off a successful campaign on Saturday. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, it's funny. Everyone's going to have, uh, I think, the three horses in this race, which will have four horses, which yeah. will have um, pundits divided. Well, picture perfect. Mm -hmm. Are they forgiving? Because you've got to remember before that fir first up run, which was huge. Yeah. That was huge. It just looked like a horse is going to win soon. We didn't have that big of an opinion for picture perfect. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting one. The blinker's going on as well. Is that either a stretch or are they? Yeah, that's an interesting and one. And another, another mile as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a horse that um, probably will definitely will do its best work. Two thousand plus. Yeah. Born to try. Obviously, off the freshen up, they'll be dividing people. Lonsdale Lady, best probably the best form from its last yeah. start is Lonsdale Lady, um, but obviously the the little um, mishap, elevated temperature. It was. Um, she's just she's just a horse that when she's had something go wrong, she's never her campaign has never been the same afterwards. A few times, mm -hmm. and then there's Volta Flirt coming off arguably an ordinary performance but again there's definitely excuses for that so there's some horses there which will divide opinions um yeah i, I guess i'm probably, yeah, I, I imagine, i'm going very I I'm, go, I'm, you, I'm taking the, the the safe route to some degree and that's the leader and that's that's your leader yeah. um on on back to the true uh, informed leader good stable and yeah. some roadblocks uh Bedford Exchange is going to be a good watch late, I reckon. So. Well, I don't know what to do here, Beige. I'm actually torn whether I flick the tick steer and say take some of the 850 for me, or I um. I think I, I think I, I think I think I think people will will uh, cotton on to the fact that Callisto is the leader. Other th other horses have to 
yeah. drift out. Lonsdale Lady will drift. I think Vital Flirt doesn't get any shorter than five bucks off that run. Yeah. Born to tries. I don't think it comes too much shorter than four no, bucks. No, it's a bit of a wobbler in betting too, I think. And, to yep. and Picture Perfect, uh, I can't see it. And even even with that combination, um, it, it could hold its price, Picture Perfect. Just that combination is a pretty firm one. Money came last start. Mm. I mean, so, they're, they're not really going to come for Mount Walker. Vital Flirt sort of will probably hold, maybe drift a touch. So, yeah. Mm. Colors Callisto might be the horse that sort of firms. KC mm. and the Sunshine Band. Yep. Just I'm trying to talk myself into something. Just something <laughs> on the day. All right. Race seven is the Privé? Privé fashion platform handicap. You entering? Uh, no, definitely not. No? <laughs> definitely not. Funny. Privé fashion platform handicap. Ratings 72 plus 1,200 metres. I am going to- You know, Cliffs of Comfort- one this day last year. Yeah, right. One on this day last year. Cliffs. Twelve this day. Over twelve hundred meters. Second up. Had a bit of a mishap um at the same time as Dig Date when the big storms came earlier in the year. I was talking to Dan Pierce, a couple of froffies, so it's not there. But we we discussed um yeah, had a little a tiny setback earlier this year. Went that's why there's trials in, but it was nothing major. Yeah, basically that's all I'm trying to. White had those trials. had yeah. trials in March and April. And we never it's saw an it ordinary yet. trialer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ordinary, that's why we all kept back in Boston because it beat Cliffs of Comfort in a trial, but that yeah. might not be all that crash hot. Yeah. But that trial, uh, its recent trial you could, looks aesthetically pretty poor, but it actually would have won 18 of the other 20 trials that time. Yeah. I think but that, Miracle that, Man, that was, was the thing. Miracle Man went I'm past. Like, Miracle it. Man's a a miler, you know, and it doesn't race for – it wouldn't have raced for a year, would it, Miracle Man? Anyway, yeah. That worried me. Um, I'm – and this will – I'm going to really sit on the fence here. I'm I'm really looking forward to speaking to Dan on the WA Betfair Edge tomorrow. No, I'm, it's, it'll genuinely dictate what I do here. I priced okay. Cliffs of Comfort favourite initially. Down. A $4.20 favourite, though, and I had Rain of Fire second favourite. I ended up flicking it round. Um, I think Rain of Fire's last win – was made to look so much better than it was. A, it was the heavy 10. B, the horse that ran second was a horribly out of form Megazone who sat 3D at the trip. Miss Vasari was held up. Didn't turn up, Miss Vasari. No, it just, yep. It's one of those wins where, don't get me wrong, great win. Like, really liked the win. It's one of those wins that's made to look better than it was, though. But as I said, these rising three year olds tend to be, um, now four year olds tend to be very hard to beat. Um, but I'm wary. I'm wary of the overbet mm-hmm. um, on that one. So I, um, yeah. Yeah, looks a nice map for Cliffs of Comfort. If they allow, um, the stable mate allows it to cross. Yeah. I suspect they will. I think the plan will be pop off to the breeze. Um, and, yeah. Well, I mean, there's you know, no, there's it, no it might other. represent the value. There's no, there's no other speed. Well, it, it just might represent the value, mightn't it? Don't fast. Well, it pops yeah. off to the breeze. It's fit. It's happy. Um, Should have just about won the other day. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it, yeah. Um, yeah, it should have just about won the other day. So, look, if if it pops out to the breeze and Cliffs of Comfort isn't 100% on speed, um, it's tough as nails, probably better over 1,000 than 12. Um, Still rock like hard in form. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I think that will be the plan with the lack of speed in the race. The, the piercers should be able to have the leader and, and the horse and the breeze. And um, there's no real reason that the two of them don't fight it out. Yeah, Rainify is going to land 1-1, one, one, I think. Um, yeah. So, well, Geordie Turner will be pretty keen to be there. Land 1-1 one, one or even, yeah, the problem is something could end up in the breeze by accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, Downforce should land pretty close. Crystal Spirit will land close. The interesting thing about this race is Costa del Santo, uh, Jericho Missile, that's barrier six, that's barrier eight. Silk and Ice, barrier seven. seven. 
They're all just natural out the back door. Horses. Little fish doesn't is a sort of a mid back horse, isn't it? Yeah, so, it hasn't been jumping. Yeah, it's, yeah. So they're just, just even, there's just no speed. Even first up the other day, Crystal Spirit ended up Didn't rear step, woods and uh, sort of has lost a bit of its gate speed. Crystal Spirit. Uh, it's, if it was a big run. I think it's yeah. kept fresh on purpose. It, it's one that if it was thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars each way, that might have got me. It was a good run. Yeah, yeah. A really good run. It certainly yeah. was. Look, I'm I'm gonna wait and see with this race again. I. My, I wanted to be on Cliffs of Comfort or Rain of Fire if, if, if I could make a case price-wise for either, but they're both unders for me. The only horse above my price is Don't Fuss. I was $6 Don't Fuss. I was I was seven twenty, and I initially had it a lot shorter. I wiggled around Cliffs and Rain of Fire and, um, to get it to seven twenty. So, yeah, look, if at, at this point in time, I can I can just wait for a pattern. Yeah. There's not going to be a big move Don't Fuss, I don't think. Yeah, I was, uh, what am I, 350 Cliffs? Four fifty, rain of fire, six dollars. Don't fuss. So, yeah, don't fuss is kind of Mate, very best, similar. Best available ten dollars at the moment for don't fuss. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the best of Cliffs of Comfort is excellent, but then again, the best of don't fuss is pretty bloody good as well. So he's just a, he's just an honest battler, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, doesn't. I mean, if if Cliffs Cliffs was he Cliffs of Comfort first up last prep led over a thousand, got gunned down late by. Silken Eyes, I think. Um, you were on. We were yeah. at Belmont that day. We watched it together. Was that the day? It wasn't was it? Long Beach, was it? Um, let look that up. So, and then he he did. Tough, I suck? No, you backed the winner. I, oh. I backed Cliffs of Comfort. Oh, Celebrity Queen, wasn't it? Look it up. But yeah, I, I remember you was, were you oh, were, you were was, high five and I was sheepish. So uh, this day last year, it beat me at Dolce by one point two lengths. Start, start before that twelve hundred third to Silken Eyes. Yeah, yeah, third to Silken Eyes, and yeah, it did run second to Celebrity Queen. Yeah. They're pretty good names. Yeah, around it. This like if, if the best of Cliffs of Comfort turns it's got up, some good labour rod form. Uh, yeah. to me, it's not. A, I don't even need to do the form. Yeah, I look at this map. Yep. I look at the fact that it's still rated below its best, I think, a 78 rater. I think I think if they get it to its best, it'll end up a 95 rater. You know, it'll win a feature sprint without yeah. doubt. All it comes down to is that last trial. Yep. Is is it 100% or is there a niggling issue? Its work hasn't been the same. That's the issue for me. If if you tell me Cliffs of Comfort's 100%, you're probably just about to take three bucks, you know. Mm. So I, it's, it's a really good one to to listen to Dan and ask him yes. why, what happened with that trial. Download the app. Um, all right. So... Clips of comfort for me, but yeah, I can. I'm, I'm holding warm, off my warming, opinion. For warming you. a little bit to, to don't fuss. Well, we'll it's, a price, we'll... it's a pricing game. I was cr- cracked it yesterday. You know how we always, it's a pricing game. It's okay if we miss one. So sitting there and, and looking at the uh, the map to me, it was especially early doors. You wanted to be on horses that were sort of in the um, the rail line getting out. And um, I'd had, I actually priced Alma Hallow favourite because I saw Go Belly getting a tough run. It was sort of around that $4 mark. And I was like, this is your winner. Like, I know this is your winner, but I had it around that mark. It was trading around that mark. And Strawberry Miss got out to 15, 16 bucks or something like that. And even though I knew the pattern of the day wasn't suiting it, I just couldn't resist. So I ended up backing Strawberry so Miss. Strawberry. Alma Hallow won and, and I sooked it like a little. Strawberry Miss was a diversion. It was the Betfair diversion. Yeah, it was the Betfair diversion. Yeah. It got me. But uh, yeah, long game. Just because it's a long game doesn't mean we can't sook when, we, <laughs> when one one that we think is going to win does win. Just uh, yeah, it doesn't quite uh, hit the price we wanted. So, so what hey, So what did easier. it get to? Alma Halo. Yeah. Oh, about 420. What do you want? I was 480 initially. That's yeah. the thing. But once I saw how it was playing, which I predicted anyway, people, especially early in the day, 
18, lanes 18 to 23 are just a spot to be when it gets out mm. wide at Belmont. And there's still this line. I heard Richie in one of the calls go, oh, on the end, wow, the inside lane played really well. Oh, no, Cutaway is playing Nick, really well. It's like they're surprised. Yeah. Every meeting, they're surprised, they're surprised, they're surprised. I remember Darren called um, Petrocity when it sat three deep the trip maybe a month ago. And he goes, not the worst spot to be. That was a horror spot to be that day. It just naturally when it's wet, people have this mindset off the fence. We've got to be off the fence. That day we saw two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or sorry, a month ago when it was at the True last time, that was a heavy eight, wasn't it? Mm. You know, that was a wet track. The fence was the spot to be all day. That never changed. Okay. Anyway, that's me done. Feature of the day, race eight, is the Heineken Belmont Newmarket, a listed race with 125000 Good to see the listed prize money getting a bit of a boost this season. Um, Guru, they're obviously listening to us here at the one. Yeah, so... The uh, we we were expecting Indian Pacific to resume two weeks ago, weren't we, Terry? In the uh, was it the Bolton? No, Jockeys Jockey Sprint National mm. Jockey Celebrate the Thousand. Neville Parnham opted to miss that race because it was a heavy eight, heavy ten, something like that. Trial him again. He trialed at Belmont on Monday, and uh, now he's going to resume Indian Pacific first up in the Belmont New Market. Sixty-one point five kgs. Brad Parnham on board. So Indian Pacific. Uh, went up favourite when the um, when the early markets were released yesterday afternoon, and then um, I suppose there's been a bit of a smattering, splattering of money for horses such as Son of a God, and surprisingly a little bit of money for Tell Them We're Coming first up as well. Yeah, a bit of pike money perhaps. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I, it's a great map for Indian Pacific. Uh, it should cross and find the fence with a degree of ease. The only horse that can probably lead, take it on for the lead, is is Son of a God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they'll be content just to, to park on the back of a horse with 61 and a half and, um, and hope they can get the better him later. It'll be interesting whether Son of a God can park on the back of any Pacific, though, because you've got Malibu Style in three who have begun really well and does can begin well enough. Well, and, if they dig Malibu Style up and hold Son of a God, it ends up leaving Son of a God breezing, doesn't it? Probably does, mm. yeah. It probably ends up in the breeze. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm with Indian Pacific, but not with a – I think, first of all, from a betting point of view, I think Son of a God will start favourite here. Um, I – yeah, I pulled the trigger and had some on the 360 or whatever it was in Indian Pacific, and I sort of regret that. My, my, my notes suggested I thought it would go up 250 in Indian Pacific and drift out to four bucks. Yeah. And I thought that's how the market would move and allow for a late bet on Indian Pacific and sort of just got a bit confused when it was around that 350, 360 mark. And I had something on, I reckon I'll probably take it under. So who knows? Who knows what will happen with the market in the end? But look, when you're getting a quality sprinter who's obviously returned really well, it's going to find the top, you're going to find the rail. Um, yeah, weights-wise, you'd suggest Son of a God's going to be hard for it to hold out late, but some horses can carry weight better yeah. than others, and this horse beat Windstorm. When finding the top, um, albeit Windstorm did have 60 that day, but look, uh, yeah, should be the winner should be between those two, and, and Sam's dad definitely isn't impossible um, as a race horse either, but I don't know. I'm not convinced Son of a God's a, a superstar, but you don't need mm. to be a superstar to win this race. Son of a God's had a lot of chances. First up, last prep, very similar setup, sat on the back of Zebel, won by lip with a 10 out of 10 from Chrissy Parnham. But then he should have won the e- – no, actually, he shouldn't have won the easing. He's <laughs> <coughs> up. He's up. That's blasphemy here, mm. the one one. He should he should have gone close to beating Dig Deep in the easing world, and then I don't think he had a lot of luck at his subsequent run as well in the Australia. I think, he, I think it might have been two occasions where Chris Parnham got caught three wide, no cover – in, in succession. Uh, and then... I think he might be a better horse over the sprint journey as yeah, well. Yeah, and then he sort of was... He was only beaten ahead in the Pinjarra Classic. Yep. And then he was beaten two and a half lengths in the Bunbury Stakes. Uh, so that was at the end of a prep. So he, he sort of 
graduated into that better class of racing. He's had a spell, more mature. He is still out of the handicap. He's an 85 Raider and a 95, so he's he's carrying two and a half kilos more than he should if it was a if there was no minimum on the race. However, he he's just, got a higher ceiling. Yeah, he so just, that's he's, he's, a, he's yeah. a horse on the way up. So he um, he is going to get the last crack at Indian Pacific, and it will just be interesting to see how wound up. Neville, uh, the Neville Parnham stable has Indian Pacific. I imagine he's pretty, he's pretty round up. I imagine he's pretty forward. Mm. But um, I, I wrote in my leg up that I imagine that this performance of Indian Pacific on Saturday will maybe determine whether he goes east or not. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. No. But um, yeah, Neville's tipping son of a god. So is he? <laughs> Put the slows out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're the two, aren't they? So they are the two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're both around that four dollar mark. You can back and save if you're that way inclined. But I mean, it's not impossible that Samizdat comes out and grabs them both. It runs some big races last campaign like, and gets I all like the weight the swings as well. Um, Clint yeah, Clint's the perfect horse for that yeah. type of horse. But the one thing we were discussing um, beforehand, I feel there's a lot of horses um, in that next clump that just I don't see how they really can win. Tell yeah. me, Coven's under the odds at seven fifty. Pims Royale was great, but gets a long way back. Um, for Jade and Luke, I, I think Pims Royale is not impossible, but it does tend to put the best run in fresh. Western Temple from a barrier 11 is 12 bucks over 1200. Like, where does it end up? Doesn't have the gate speed, they'll try and muster forward. Yeah, they'll go forward. Probably yeah. just hits deep 12 bucks. I mean, Floyd was underwhelming with Clint Johnson Porter hopping off the ride, same as that. It's the second, and it's 14. Mm. Silence has been scratched five times. Malibu Styles not not going ten well year enough. Old. It's a 10 year old. So, I mean, Multiverse is now drifting out to 40 bucks. It was 20. And so I just think there's so many there that can't really win the race. So yeah. um, one, of, one of the three favourites. I'm, I'm with Indian Pacific, though. I'm going to – I like a, a good sprinter that can find the rail. He's a good um, horse. Out in front. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Son of a God get past him. Son no of a God still has to do it. Yep. Uh, but he's always given the impression that he's going to do it. This is his chance on Saturday. Gets the map. Indian Pacific first up. I uh, got the Simon A polish, even though Simon's in in Broome, one of the one of the many enjoying themselves in Broome. Have you caught Simon on Instagram lately? No, I don't have the I don't have the gram Insta. It's good gear. Yeah. Simon A is uh, he's uh, enjoying a bush chook or two up, mm. <laughs> up in Broome, and he's, he seems to be having a very good time up there. Is uh, Simon A? But um, but yeah, for me, I, I just thought that Jeez, he'll be declaring that on Broome Cup Day. It'll probably there'll be enough money coming from uh, might start. Two fifty. Oh, good starter. Sub sub even money. Yeah, so we'll we'll get a good guide as to uh, how good Son of God is on Saturday, taking on a, a quality quality elite sprinter in in the Pacific in the feature of the day. All right, BJ, it is time for the get out stakes. S T E A K S. Proudly brought to us by who? Market City Meats, of course. Ah, Bannister. Bannister Road. Mark City yeah, Meats is know. the largest. Did you know that is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth? Is it? Correct. Located out of the Canningville Markers out on Bannister wow. Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team, good operators. They run the show. Uh, swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. Um, so, so very popular, this competition. And last week, episode 88, was won by Brett Wolf, mm. brother of Big Steve, dad. but more well known as the. Father of Tom, multiple mastermind winner, Tom. So Tom Wolf, the Wolf, Tom Wolf's won the mastermind and his father, Brett Wolf's won the get out stakes. They sort of- Steve have a win? You would have done. Steve have a win? No, a couple of them, Matt Walker and- 
Sowell ran second and Red Can ran third. So probably a rare day that he'd never win. Yeah, yeah. so it was almost a, a, mm. a big treble there for the the Wolf Wolf Gang. But um, Brett Wolf, part owner of Red Can Man and Red Can Man, of course, will be lining up in the Group Two Lawrence Stakes at Caulfield on Saturday. Congratulations, Brett. He selected Sluice Box by two lengths, which was nearest the official four point nine eight length Panels. margin. Sluicebox has never won like that in its life, and it has just gone bang, blew them away in the get-out stakes last Saturday. So, congratulations, Brett, and uh, yeah, hopefully you've, you've, uh, you're enjoying those succulent gourmet steaks from Market City Meeks. Now, to enter this week's get-out stakes, hit us up at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday. A decimal-winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Not forgetting the all-important Sam White rule. Terry? First in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. So race nine is the get-out stakes, but it's also known as the happy 60th birthday Mark Walker handicap. Happy birthday, Mark. Happy, yeah, happy birthday. 60 Um, big ones. mm, Well done. Congratulations, Mark. Good job. Um, Hopefully it is a ripping day out there at Belmont Park for Mark Walker on his 60th birthday celebrations. And um, what are we doing in the lucky? What are we doing in the get out here, Guru? I got no interest. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, Why isn't Pike on Brave Dream, yeah. first of all? That's the query, is it? Have we decided it's a, have, have they decided it's a CJP horse? It's a bit like State Attorney. Pike himself, not want to ride it. Might have sacked himself. Yeah, I'd say something like that might yeah. have occurred. Um, he might, he might he be one of those horses he doesn't enjoy riding. Yeah, potentially. Um, he may have made a because uh, yeah, he may have made a two week commitment to Aberdeen Queen or something of that nature. I'm not too sure. I think the market's got it pretty bang on though. You have to respect when Pikey isn't on a Bob one, so I think Aberdeen Queen does deserve favoritism. But dearie me, I mean, you talk about a slowly run race and forgiving vital flirt potentially earlier. Aberdeen Queen's run becomes huge yeah. if you're forgiving vital flirt because it was. Um, I uh, found the line quite nicely, but um, yeah, are you doing how, this? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Nah, you're doing this again, aren't nah. you? No, nah, you no, nah, nah, I can't. I can't do it again. I promised Fitzy on a miles fee, so I couldn't do it again. But I, <laughs> I've marked this race three eighty five Aberdeen Queen, four eighty five Brave Dream. It could have had him closer. To, to be honest, it was probably the the Pikey booking, which changed my mind. Um, I've read your leg up. Your comment about Brave Dream it doesn't get much worse for horses beaten horses like that. I love to be on next yeah. start, you know, um, and because it, it's going to be over. Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, the thing that the thing that I take it away here for you. The thing that I like about Brave Dream was when we we remember we spoke to Adam Durant that episode, mm-hmm. and he said his best of the day was Brave Dream. Yeah, uh, and I was like, oh, that's different. I thought it would have been his least fancied of the four yep. or five runners that he had on the day. There was money for it. Yep, it was absolutely bolting in running, and uh, it was just a wild watch for the wizard. Um, and the Brave Dream followers would have just been absolutely cursing. Uh, so for me, Durant believes in this horse. It's obviously in a really good space, but it needs a lot of luck because it's a get-back run-on type, and it hasn't really done it yet. It hasn't really done anything just yet. Mm. But I, th- I think that Adam has got a good handle on this horse now. I think it's got some talent, and if it turns up breathing fire like it was last start, if it gets uh, the – you know, still needs a luck as well. Needs luck. Yeah. Yep. For me, it's a, it'll come Especially down if to, you're getting that hot, if the chair yeah. is real hot. Yeah, so. that's that. But, but the, and also, but Johnson Porter might be able to sort of big cold weave, especially if he's yeah. got a lot of horse underneath him. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, 
I just couldn't do the Aberdeen Queen thing. No, I'm, not, I'm definitely not doing that. I couldn't do Mr. Delegator because I don't know if it's going to lead. Oh, it definitely leads, isn't it? You reckon? Oh, they just go along a bit quicker. If you're on a seven-day backup, it, it's it's a nice platform for the horse to probably um, tick along and, and run, yeah, try and get a bit of a head start I on, on a true pad. Actually, sorry, I do have it leading. I got confused there. So Seminole Brave I had outside leader. Yeah, um, Seminole Brave, yeah. they ride more aggressively. I, yeah. I, I looked at Seminole Brave initially and thought he might be able to make a case, but no, he was right, I did a have... 10 out of 10 last start. Yeah, it was 1-1, one, one, yeah. it was just, just plotted to the line. So. Yeah, I did have Mr. Delegated crossing and fighting the front. Um, yeah. Casa Rosada could be ridden aggressively from 10. I think it's maybe, yeah. not long for the pierce yard. It might be off to P. Fernie or something potentially. Um, I don't know. I beat the Brogy third, the bro. fourth favourite. Pontiff Pon Pon sometimes likes to roll forward on these horses yeah, from wide I don't doors. know if it can win doing the work around like that, but it's going super. Red Hot Tip, we just heard from Mitch Mc. Before in McClenny. regards, uh, I can't do it. In regards, our new to, uh, uh, W Racing Master, our new, yes, uh, spoiler alert for anyone going back to it later. Mm -hmm. Um, he, uh, its trials are really, really good. There's no reason it can't run a race, usually goes well fresh. Um, Luke's choice was stiff, should have won last week. I think you'll find mm. in a race one by Mega Don. Money came, Luke's choice too. I think you'll find if it gets clear air, it, it hits the line better than Mega Don and wins that race. But I don't think, I think that's a pretty weak old. I just line. don't think there's many horses that can actually win this race. No, I think I think you're bang on. Mm. Yeah, I think you're bang on. Look, I I'll wait for the pattern on the day and and see what the market does. But um, so if it's not Brave Dream, it's uh, I'm, say it. I'll probably look for say something. <laughs> I'll probably look for something wild. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gee whiz, gee whiz. I, the one thing I'll say for Aberdeen Queen here is Pikey is the best jock at getting him out of the yeah. gates and landing closer. I reckon, oh yeah, I, had him I, out I reckon you can pop yeah. out and try and land a fifth or sixth here, but we've said that in the past. He's ended up five eight the fence. Yeah, and I, I think the big thing we need to realise is Aberdeen Queen's had a lot of bad luck. Things haven't panned out. Aberdeen Queen's not as good as we thought either. Yeah. That's another thing we probably just need to just need to realise. So, look, I think if if, if it says W Pike Brave Dream, uh, look, I'm, I'm probably like two dollars ninety three bucks. So, if I listen to, I'm sure that Adam or Lindsay or Pikey or Clint will be interviewed during the week or on tab rate in the next few days. It's worth listening to, and it's worth. If someone answers or asks the question, um, why is Pikey not riding, mm -hmm. getting that answer. And if it was a miscommunication, if there if there's a genuine reason and not Pikey saying, I think Aberdeen Queen is the better of the two, mm. um, yeah, that's that's probably a good push for Brave Dream. So um, look, if they're making ground, I'm definitely not adverse to taking 450 like five bucks late, which yeah. I might not see. Brave, Brave Dream gets a luck. I reckon should just, just could steamroll them. Uh, the only other two that I think can win are Mr. Delegator out in front, rolling along, fitter on the quick backup. Hopefully, uh, Kate just gives him a little bit more rain and lets him. But I think that wide draw might might mean that she sort of has to just yeah. to get across and get him into a rhythm. And of course, Aberdeen Queen Pike in the last. Yep. I'm um, even though it's a bit longer than my price, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on Brave Dream. Mm -hmm. um, I like to back horses that are going well and look like they're gonna win soon. Even sometimes it doesn't make complete sense. Um, like Skin and Tins a few weeks yeah. ago, you know. Yeah. So Brave Dreams in this race, it's the horse that looks like three to win. But inside that, I'm gonna be dictated by the pattern and bet fair and may not have a cent on. Yeah, three fifty me Brave Dream. I think that's the way to go in yep. the get out stakes. Yep. We'll take a break. Listeners, and we'll come back with our best bets, our maddies, and uh, maybe a lay, okay? We are back with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. Terry Layton, Perth Racing Guru, what have we got? Oh, it's not exciting. As I said, if it doesn't pop out a 
another half a point. I probably won't even end up on, but I really do think Nobel Lawrence has got something on this, and I'm looking forward to uh, to Nobel Lawrence going around, even if it is a leader bias rail day. I think it'll still get the job done. Okay, Nobel Lawrence for Terry. I've in the minutes since we finished previewing the Get Out Stakes race nine, I've become more confident with Brave Dream. Brave Dream, one of the Worst beats of the year last start. Uh, gets clear galloping room for uh, clear Johnston Porter. That was Vital Flirt, wasn't it? Ginger Baker race. Was that the race? Yeah, Sentimental, yeah, Queen, Sentimental yeah. Queen in third. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Brave Dream for me is my bet fair. Best, best available at the moment is $4. Uh, yeah, You're taking that? Bet. Sorry? You're taking that? I think it'll get better. Well, I did mark at 360 though, mm. 350, 360. I found it very difficult to mark. Yep. Who's your maddie? Um, oh, look, I don't want to just throw something out at 20 to 1 for the mm-hmm. for the sake of it. I mean, I've got Amelia Bedelia at 11 bucks. It's currently 20, but I, I don't feel good about that marking. Mm-hmm. I reckon on another day I could have marked at 16, 17, you know. Yep. So I'm going to suggest that we're going to see a, a day where you want to be on speed. Mm-hmm. Um, race two, blazing away, all up. Race six, Kelly's Callisto is about 25, 26 to 1. Blazing so, away. Blazing away uh, is yep. about 270, 280, and Kelly's Callisto is about 9 bucks. So if we put those two together, we get 25 bucks. On pace day, two horses to go forward. Leaderish, Bang. leaderish. Leaderish, when I go wild, then let's put them into Cliffs of Comfort and into Olga Louisa. Poof. Into, what else is that that's going to lead? <laughs> nah, let's not do that. Mr. Delegator, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, my Maddie is, I I included this horse in my leg up, Seminole Brave in the race nine. I think it's going to get, Terry was right, it did have every chance the other day. Uh, maybe the wet tracks aren't really his go. Um, drying track, probably going to land 1-1 for Sean O'Donnell. I think $23 best available is over the odds for mine, considering I think I marked him fourth favourite. I'll just double-check that. What did I have? Doesn't map a dream, doesn't Seminole it? Brave by $12, currently $23. So yep. Seminole Brave is my Maddie for the day. One to full. Uh, lay of the day. Uh, I think a lot of the, the fancies are well-deserved yeah. fancies in the market. So um, I think race five, we dominated those on speed. So I think Blazing Billy and um, First Law are well under the odds. And then um, Lonsdale Lady, one of my favourites, I think $4.40 is well under the odds in race six. So they're the three, I think, um, three horses that will get well back that we can probably look to um, bet around. Okay, yeah, I'm with Blazing Billy as well. Didn't feel great about it, but I, when, I, yeah. when I saw Blazing Billy 350, I was like, oh, nah, that's, yeah. oh, that, that'll be my lay for the day. Yeah. Yeah, back, get back over a 1,000 metres with not much of a speed battle. Um, that is a recipe for disaster for for, uh, for backers, of back markers. Okay. So, yeah, that brings our Belmont Newmarket Day edition to a close. It's been a belter. Yes. P. Hall. P. Well, it's been a – the car doesn't enthuse, but uh, thank God for Hawley because that's uh, – yeah, that was cracking. If you only got time to listen to one or the other, I'd go <laughs> – I'd choose Peter Hall, to be honest. <laughs> Um, Mitch McClady yeah. in the mastermind. Oh, and a cracking mastermind. Mm. Yeah, make sure you uh, you tune into that as well. But uh, uh, looking forward to the weekend's racing uh, to all you wankers up in Broome. Uh, are you all? Posting um, on Instagram. Yeah, posting on Instagram and, um, and sending your photos and your uh, and your, your temperature gauges through comparative. <laughs> Little, I got one from Embry the other day. I thought he was very entertaining. Um, but, uh, geez, I'd love to see Peter Hall win, um, win the Cup and Deception game. I think he's bang on, though. I think the horse sort of does peak at 1800 so it would need to find something but if a script's ever going to be written um and uh, and lived out it's it's the p hall farewell so uh thank you again to peter hall um congratulations on a great riding career thanks for talking to us and until next week on the one one